Yes, hello, I am James Rodens and today is stubbing our 462. It's the Royal Rumble 2023 live. But I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by up first by my side for every WWE and AEW show. It is, of course, a fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How are you doing, Jaxie? Hey, hey, happy Rumble night. I'm doing well, thank you. Very excited for it to be getting started, especially being on a Saturday. So we get the luxury in the UK of being able to watch this on a weekend rather than having to wait until after work on Monday. Greatly appreciated. I don't think that gets mentioned enough, that us, us Brits now, with the pay-per-views being on Saturday, if we actually get a chance to enjoy it and not have to kind of avoid spoilers all day Monday if we have work. You know, so like I said, the Rumble again is a very special time of year because it's one of the events where you even as like children, you know, how special Raw Rumbles were. So it's always great when we've got a kind of new event just a couple hours away, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So again, like you said, very exciting. That is only a couple of hours away. Yeah, well, up next, well, we should say actually before anything else, Monty is at the event live. The lucky bastard. But I'm sure it will be <laughs> the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. You know, so we, uh, what he thought about it firsthand when we do review midweek. Uh, but last but by no means least. And I've got to say um, that this woman has been down since day one-ish. Who's down since day one-ish? We've been down since. Day one ish, line them up, knock them down like this. It's Gina. How you doing? Hey, I'm all good, thanks. I'm feeling great. I got my sister here with me, and it's Rumble night, so let's go. I cannot imagine what it's going to be like with you two in the same room with the Rumble tonight. You know, it's going to be so excited. Gina, how excited are you for a Raw Rumble? Because this is obviously your second go around on the podcast. But I feel this rumble has the potential to be fantastic tonight. I mean, for sure. I'm definitely excited. I have pre-warned my neighbours because I know that me and my sister are going to be super loud whilst watching it. I mean, um, we're going to be drinking, so that can't be helped. That's true. But to be fair, I don't think it's going to be a problem because they're used to me screeching around anyway when I'm gaming <laughs> late at night. So... Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think they're prepared for it. But again, I'm super excited. There have been some great storylines that we're going to have come to play in this in this show. And I I look forward to it. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And like I said, on this show here, we are live yet again. I would say this is the eighth, uh, pod, uh, eighth rumble that we've done on the podcast. And maybe seventh live. And again, like the energy... That is going around at this moment in time. So exciting. But we've got Raw and Smackdown review on the show. Rumble predictions. Mini games as well. Uh, but we're going to start with a bit of news. And warning to anybody listening as well. And I know, Jaxie and Gina, what we're going to talk about might be either upsetting or make people angry. But I suppose it is what it is. But we start with some good news. And this is uh, after AEW announced last year that we come to the UK with kind of no date. Uh, and no, <laughs> not sure where it's going to be. WWE kind of did the opposite and said they're going to bring money in the bank to the UK. Yes, July 1st at the O2 in London, England, we are going to get a money in the bank event. Uh, Jaxie, we were discussing this last year about what the impact the Clash at the Castle will have for WWE when it comes to British fans. 
And to have money in the bank, I think it's a step up. I think this is great news, and I cannot wait to try and fail to get tickets. Yeah, I mean, it's money in the bank is always an ex, was has always been an exciting type of match to have because you know you're giving someone the opportunity all year round to sort of tease whether or not they're going to get a chance to get the title. So this is a pretty big uh, deal for wrestler all wrestlers involved at wanting to get a chance um, at potentially getting you know a, a match against a, a title holder. So um, having that sort of significant type of uh, pay-per-view in um in, in the UK I think is definitely going to be exciting I think it's definitely going to get get competitive to try and get tickets as well um so this this should be interesting yeah well when you consider we I struggled trying to get tickets for like 60,000 stadium when the other yeah. two's about 16,000 I mean and again the tickets they've already announced like the you know the exclusive for ringside which is a couple of grand each as well. So it is going to be very, very expensive. But again, like I said, a big event coming to the UK is going to be very, very exciting. Yep. Right, well, the next bit is not exciting, but we've got to talk about it because Vince McMahon has made a staggering return to WWE Board of Directors. Uh, his daughter, Stephanie resigned from a roles as chairwoman and co-CEO. This allowed McMahon to have board to install him as executive chairman of the company. Uh, and the reality is many in the company feels the countdown is on for McMahon to usurp uh, Triple H and take back overall control of the company he bought back 40 years ago. Uh, basically, he said he's come back uh, just to sell the WWE. But again, we have had so many rumours about who we will sell to. Gina, this is not, you know, a great thing to talk about, but Vince McMahon returning, is the bigger picture him selling it or is the bigger picture him taking control or both? Um, I have no idea, to be honest. I think it's all down to, you know, individual opinion at this point. But for me, I was devastated. It was kind of like, you know... Uh, even though I'm not American, it was like when Trump won the election and I was just shocked, like, really, why would you do this? Why would you do this to us? And the excitement of Vince leaving was super up there for me. So hearing him return, I was devastated. I was like, OK, trust all good storylines to shoot down the shit now, basically. Again, it's, Jackson, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? Because on one hand, you've got uh, the creative as what it was with Triple H at the moment and the bad days. But the bigger story is kind of like Royal Family-esque of Vince, Stephanie, Shane, Triple H, Linda, obviously all hating each other and putting on appearances. And now it seems the veil has slipped and the truth has come out and we kind of know all Vince cares about is money now. Yeah, um, I mean, if, if if fans were shocked to hear that Vince is just all about making that money, uh, then they clearly haven't been watching Vince McMahon when he's on this, this program and, and the decisions he's made. Um, th- this is no surprise whatsoever, really, is it? Vince McMahon is all about Vince McMahon, regardless about whether or not his family are involved. So 
yeah, it's just it's one of those things, you know, us as fans can only do um, as much as we can. And that is support the wrestlers that actually work their damn asses off um, underneath a tyrant um, who just won't go away. Um, am I excited by this uh, prospect of him coming back in decision making again? No. So um, we'll, we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. But I, I'm sure that us wrestling fans are going to be in for uh, quite a few surprises. Uh, to say the least. Well, yeah, that's out. Vince McMahon's return to WWE has been particularly good for one person, though, and that man himself, who now <laughs> has seen his net worth hit $3 billion as the company stock soared. Uh, and again, with the talk about the sale as well, the worst thing for me personally about the sale is if he does sell it to even a Saudi Arabia group or someone like that, they're going to put Vince in control. So we are going to go back to where it was the past couple of years. Good and bad, I suppose. But at the moment, just doesn't feel great. Uh, we'll move on to another. And again, the Vincent Mann return has changed quite a lot of things in a weird way. And one of them might even be the fact of FTR coming back to WWE or not. Because they've been granted a few months off television. Obviously, losing to the Arse Boys and AW. They're dropping the three sets of championships. Uh, but now with their contracts coming up, as they told us, they're worried if they go back to WWE with Vince in charge, it'll be the same thing. Gina, is that, you know, with FTR, what do you think they should do? I mean, personally, because I wanted them to go back to WWE, but if Vince is in charge, he obviously doesn't think much of them. No, I mean, to be honest, if, you, if you're asking me, would I like FTR to go back to WWE? No, I'd rather them go and take, you know, some good R&R time off TV because they have killed it over the past year um, and then come back into AEW and New Japan, like on a nice comeback halfway through the year, like in the summer or something, you know. Um, I wouldn't want them to come back to WWE because they weren't treated well there at all. Uh I just saw them as a joke. I, I only truly started to even respect them as a team as soon as I saw them on um, AEW. And that's because they weren't letting being able to uh, utilise their full potential on WWE. They were just made into the jobbers and the jokes of the tag team league. Um, and again, like I said, for, for me, I only kind of saw FTR as like a joke tag team. I didn't ever take them serious until they hit AEW. And especially with Vince being back now, if I would I want FTR to go back there? No, because they probably would receive the exact same treatment. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, there's no doubt FTR are a great team. But, Jackson, you could argue that their booking in AEW was affected by maybe even their contracts. And to re-sign with AEW, they need to be made the team, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know... They've, they've had a lot of leniency and I think that this is uh, predominantly because of, you know, they've been working alongside, uh, you know, different promotions because they were triple champions at one point. So you've got to remember they were like stretching their schedule to meet the demands of three different companies. Um, FTR definitely, it would feel like they would be going like two steps back if they if they went back at this point to WWE, knowing that Vince McMahon hasn't really had the best of love for for them you know if you go back to earlier um earlier uh podcasts of ours when ftr were the re revival in wwe you'll see how much 
I I didn't really respect them. You'll see how I just looked at them like a joke team um, that kind of was always made fun of. And, and, and they were funny to laugh at, you know, but I never really saw the true talent that they really both have until I got a chance to see them in AEW. And then even after that in New Japan, just getting a chance to see them like that. So if, if them going back to WWE means that it's going to actually thwart uh, any of their uh, momentum, I don't think they should do it. But like you just rightly said, if they are going to re-sign with AEW, yeah, AEW really need to treat them like, you know, top guys, because yeah. they are. Yeah, otherwise it would be top guys out. Uh, and of course, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, with that, the date and location for Ring of Honor's next pay-per-view has been announced as well. It's ruled that Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor will take place on Friday, March 31st. Uh, and of course, much like the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view, I'll probably just watch the matches that stand out. I think it would be fair to say. Uh, I mean, Gino, are you... Ring with Ring of Honor, a bit like me, I'm just watching it kind of dynamite if it's featured, rampage, and hear about it, rather than buying on the club and watching the weekly show if there even is one yet and buying the pay-per-views, you know? I mean, it's not appealing to me. Like if they announced that they are going to have a weekly show, um, I probably wouldn't tune in and would just keep on top of um, news when it gets announced on AEW. Uh, I don't think it's not that I don't want to tune in or have the interest. It's more a case of, I don't really have the, time in my week to take on that especially because i've been watching more new japan stuff recently as well so um i just think adding ring of honor is i just i don't have enough time to add that so for me i'm kind of happy for it to remain on AEW where i get that news but i also wouldn't miss it well, this is the thing, and again, if it featured like really good matches and storylines with like Claudio and stuff like that, I'll probably just drop Rampage, you know, because no offence to Rampage, but it's like, out of all, like you said, all the wrestling programmes that I watch, I could probably lose that and not miss anything major, if you know what I mean, where that could be a negative for Rampage, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They do give you recaps about what happens on Rampage as well on Dynamite. And like the thing is, is like it's every time you do get the recap, it's kind of like, oh well, that's all it needed to be, a recap. So it that's how it feels as a show. Because it's an hour long, it doesn't really feel like a full on show. So any matches on there don't really feel relevant to storylines. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree, you know. Exactly like you said, with the amount of hours all of us watch with wrestling as well. To put on another hour, we're better off getting rid of something else. You know, like I said, not lying. We all fast forward for all sometimes, even if we don't watch it in its entirety. This is what we do as wrestling fans. And speaking of Raw, <laughs> speaking of Raw and SmackDown, let's get on to the review then. And we start SmackDown December thirtieth. Of course, last time we left it, we had a huge match and great shot of the sold-out arena. We see Bray Wyatt kick off a night's broadcast, immediately apologise for his actions. Uh, we go taking out an innocent uh, cameraman. LA Knight interrupted. Knight issued a challenge for a match at Rumble, and Wyatt accepted. Uncle Howdy made his way to the ring. He came face-to-face with Wyatt, stood by his side before dropping the former champion with Sister Abigail and leaving Knight and asked to ask what is going on. 
Jaxie, I'll ask you, what is going on with Uncle Howdy? Like, we're going to dig into the Bray Wyatt LA Knight storyline, but this was a real change, you know, and thinking it was part of Bray Wyatt's personality, it still might be. Who's under the mask and why is he attacking Bray? Can you answer any of that? These are very valid questions, James. Uh, One that I'm looking for actually being answered because, again, very, very questionable as to why the character of Bray Wyatt has introduced this other character of um, Uncle Howdy just to have Uncle Howdy come out and uh, be on Bray. So, yeah, I'm very, you definitely can say that. I'm very intrigued to see where this story is going to go. Yeah, yeah, but as I said, it's, it's, there's a lot of layers, and hopefully, have a payout. My thoughts are that we're going to get Howdy versus Bray at Mania with maybe an unmasking, unless they kind of, I don't know, anything could happen, be part of the group, and who it could be under the mask. A lot of people saying Bo Dallas, uh, you know, there's someone saying Cameron Grimes, because of course he had tonight in NXT, which I think would be fun. But again, as we'll see, that, with the that story, would be a fun thing, but. I... I do feel like they're they're really missing the mark if they didn't go with Bo Dallas, especially considering he's the real-life brother of Bray Wyatt, you know? Yeah, I think without a doubt. Uh, we see Sola Sokoa beat Sheamus. Afterwards, the bloodline wiped out Butch and Holland and beat him down until Sheamus and Drew McIntyre returned uh, for the first time since five seasons, make the save. Gina, have you noticed how <laughs> badly booked, but the Brutes have just kind of disappeared Ever since War Games, Butch and Holland, I don't know who they, what they did to piss anybody off, but they've just not been featured. <laughs> well, to be honest, they should be bitter at their own teammate for that because, like, Seamus is kind of, like, more taken to the limelight than, like, Butch and Ridge, really, yeah. in terms of a tag team. And just because Seamus and Drew are now besties instead of mortal enemies, it's like, oh, we need to forget about Ridge and Butch being a team because we're going to focus on these Seamus and Drew as a tag team instead and I think that's kind of out of order because you know Ridge and Butch are kind of like just seen as the lackeys that help them rather than being taken as a serious tag team themselves yeah it's weird isn't it I mean it's, it's, it, it would literally like it's the equivalent of yeah having a new friend and being like I, li- I like this friend a bit more <laughs> I'm not going to lie I know I started this group but I like this guy more uh, so Let's see what happens with the Brutes. Uh, but, but then again, Butch is talented, so he could do anything he wants. And then we get the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey retained against Raquel Rodriguez. Jaxie, cover your ears, because Charlotte Flair returned to WWE months after losing the same championship to Rousey. Issued an open challenge, or actually the challenge for a match. Rousey accepted, and Flair proceeded to score a pin on Rousey to win the title. Full team Women title reigns just two away from daddy. Uh, Jaxie, I mean, uh, since Charlotte's been away, surely her coming back now, you're going to give her like a second chance, you know? No. (laughs) Yet again, privileged princess returns, gets back her crown and all's well in the world of wrestling again. She couldn't even wait another week. Like, again, this is she the... Even wait. Again, uh, my issue, like, see, do you know what? It's the booking issue that pisses me off with this woman so much. And, like, I want to like her, but I can. I can acknowledge that she's a talented wrestler, but I can't 
get behind the fact that this privileged princess will go away, return, and get given gold straight away, just like what happened with Rhonda when she first came into the business. So no, like, I'm not giving her another chance. I want her to go again. Someone just, like, injure her or something like that again. We could all do it with another break at this point. It's been two fucking weeks and I'm already done with her. The problem is, if she loses the championship, there's more chance of her winning it back and becoming 15 time. So surely we just need a nice long title reign. <laughs> Let's just put the title on Charlotte and just leave it and then no one will speak about it and we'll focus on Bianca. You know, maybe... maybe... <laughs> it well, just... it, it, I think I would have been as annoyed with it if Charlotte had just come back that night and then said, yeah, bitch, I'm looking at you, I want that belt. And then they waited a week and then Charlotte saying, I'm not waiting anymore, I want this match tonight. And she did it like that, like, they they had to just do it on the same night she returned. That's what pisses me off more because no other female wrestler is going to be given that privilege. That's just for her, you know? And it's, yeah, for me, it just didn't sit right. Like, come back and just wait a week and just let us sit on the excitement that you've returned and we're finally going to get someone kick Ronda's ass and take that belt. But instead, for me, I still don't think it's, like, a formidable, like, fight, What seeing as, like... Ronda had just had a fight with Raquel, who had done a lot of damage as well. So it's like, well, Charlotte, you didn't even really win it in a deserving way. But one thing I will say for the booking of don't this... Don't back it up, James. No, no, I no, don't no, no, want no. to I, No, 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 no. I completely agree. What I was with was how the fans reacted to Charlotte, her return, her winning, actually being cheered. Like, how long is that going to last? No, like, a month? I don't know whether that's like the cheers that are being pumped in by the audio team or whether that was actually real. So if somebody listening um, was actually there that night and can corroborate that those cheers were actually real, then I'll believe it. <laughs> well, we'll move on. We see Strowman issue a challenge for the IC title. And we see the ring general with help of Imperium beating him down. Backstage, Sami Zayn asked Roman Reigns, who's upset about the crowd, chanting his name to the tribal chief. The undisputed Universal Champion laughed it off. We then get it officially made uh, for Mountain Dew pitch black match. Can't wait. Main event, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens and John Cena. See the hills isolated and beat down Owens through the commercial break, cutting him off. Cena eventually exploded into the match, wiped out Reigns with attitude adjustment and watched his own finish Zayn with a stunner. For the win. Uh, again, brilliantly prepared match. Bit of a rush, I would say, but great reaction. Um, Gina, what were your thoughts uh, on this matchup? Because I thought, again, Zayn was my main focus. And another thing, has Cena got a bald spot for a film? Or is that just father time? No, I know it's that bold spot right away. I was pointing it out to my sister, like, look, look, it's there. I swear it is. <laughs> um, I think that's just him. Um, and he should probably either just try to do the shave head or put keep keep his hat on or something. Um, but no, either way, it was a good match. It gave kind of what I, I expected it to give, you know, with John Cena sort of giving us his cheesy callbacks to some of his moves. Um, hearing the John Cena chants, it was very nostalgic. 
Um, and when I say cheesy, I mean it in a good and a bad way. I'm just one of those people that don't really like cheesy things. It makes me cringe. So, um, but I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. It's nice to have that nostalgic feel and having him back. And I think like the three wrestlers who were working with him in the ring all worked well with him. Um, so yeah, it was a good match and it was really entertaining, but my, my entire focus was on Sammy. I literally feel like a mother hen to Sammy and I feel like I need to protect him at all costs. And I was just, yeah, so entranced by it. <laughs> I think the story is just like taking, taking it to the next level, to the part point where everybody would just back Sammy, no matter what, what the outcome is. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like I said, Sammy is the man at this moment in time. And another thing as well, because I've been a wrestling fan for so long, it is great to see Cena, uh, see, well, it's great to see the fans truly appreciate John Cena now. Like, true, like, love. He's a major star, and they realise how good he was because of it. Like I said, when you used to watch him, the reactions weren't great. And now he is a true legend and an icon. And I mean, Jackson, I've got no problem with Cena coming back once a year uh, because, again, I'm enjoying what he's doing outside of WWE, you know? Jacob is great. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I think you hit the nail on the head when you sort of mentioned, you know, like you see the appreciation from the fans now for like what John Cena has done for this business. So, it didn't bother me that badly seeing him in one match because it's not week in, week out. Um, also, yeah, like he's he's kind of becoming like a big star like The Rock now. So he does have to kind of really keep an eye on what he's able to do in the ring. So it kind of makes sense to only get him back on a novelty effect. So, yeah, once a year I can handle. Do the same with Charlotte Flair. It will work fine. <laughs> do you know what? In years to come, we'll be speaking about how we properly appreciate Charlotte now, you know. I mean, it should, that, that, that's, that should be how it should be. We'll move on to Raw, January 2nd. Bloodline back on Raw. This time the roster showed up to even the odds with Owens. First match of the night was Raw women's title bout between Belair and Bliss. Bliss continues to act as she hasn't been having blackouts and weird moments recently. So the tension kept building. We never knew if she was going to snap or not. Someone wearing a strange mask. Then distracted Bliss from the crowd. Images flashed on the big screen. Seemed to send him to a frenzy. She attacked referee and then beat down the EST. Uh, again, Bliss and Bianca has kind of had a slow build as we come towards the Rumble. What's the end game here? What do we want? I mean, Jaxi, for you with Alexa Bliss, um, do we want her to go back with Bray Wyatt and be this kind of weird character again? Because, again, a bit like the Uncle Howdy, we need uh, an end an end game for the bliss story yeah i don't i don't know really um i i, I like Alexa bliss i'd like to heal and face i just i i never really like kind of warmed to like her alliance with bray wyatt in uh, originally so i, I kind of i i don't want i don't want her to go back to this and and it's like creepy alexa again just bring back bitchy alexa do you know what i mean she she was was at her peak then um i just i just don't feel like i feel like if she kind of goes back with this with bray and everything like that there's a lot that gets lost in translation and like one minute they're focusing on them as like a duo um storyline then you know a week later is only focused on bray and stuff like that like sometimes they just lose the plot with 
what they're what they're looking to do with them as a duo. So just keep it separate. You know, if you're going to keep them as a little weirdo, do that. But I don't, I don't need an alliance between them both again. No, but they say if you're going to do like a Harley and a Joker thing, then it's understandable. But it's not been like that recently, and Bliss needs to be yeah. as strong as Bray and is. Like as you know, if we're talking about some of the hardcore fans that obviously had seen their their previous stuff when they were together, are we supposed to all just supposed to kayfabe forget that Alexa put uh, like uh, burn the fiend and put him on fire or whatever? Mm. So it's just yeah, there's inconsistencies there that I feel like would have to be addressed if if they were actually coming back together as a duo that they probably wouldn't address. So just don't do it. Well, the thing is, Bray Wyatt will need to sit down and give like a 25 print promo just explaining everything. Going like, look, yeah. I know Bliss did this, but then we had a chat. Uh, we weren't thinking, Uncle Howdy come along. We were like, look, oh, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, like, well, Randy's not involved anymore, but of course, you know, with the wires, I still speak to Braun. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. And we see Solo picking up victories, beating Elias in a Music City street fight. Spinning Solo on top of the piano was great. Usos and Sami Zayn defeat Street Profits and Kevin Owens. Damage Control beat Lynch and Mia Yim in the main event in the evening. So Theory put his US title on the line against Rollins. Theory retained after a low blow, which again wasn't a bad way. Raw's been focused on that recently. And then we found out AJ Styles confirmed he has a broken ankle teaming with Carl Anson, Mia Yim versus Balor, Priest, and Ripley at House Show in Pershing. Uh, apparently this is going to be the longest he's out of action. But again, Gina, is this a case of AJ? And I know the club's just come back. But if AJ goes away and then comes back with him actually saying to do, <laughs> fans might appreciate him a little bit more with a little bit of time off. Definitely. I mean, we we all love AJ. And whatever match he is in, I he's never disappointed. Every match he's in, whether it's a main storyline or a sub storyline, it's just always a great match. But I do I I do think he was starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, what are we going to do with him? And to be fair, we did just bring back his boys and from the OC, but um, again, it was still we still kind of would have been stuck in that. Where where is AJ going to go? What where's his storyline going to go? So even though it is really really unfortunate that he's got the um he's got this injury now, it's also in a way something that can possibly help him, and people will be more excited for when he does come back and return. Yeah, I think without a shadow of a doubt, it's always good if you you know they say if you don't go away, how can I miss you? So hopefully, you know, um, that will happen. Smackdown January 6th for the first time in what felt like an eternity. Roman Reigns appeared shaken at the top of the show. I've taken to the squared circle alongside his bloodline teammates. Reigns turned the floor over to Sammy, giving the only roost the opportunity to speak. He responded in question why Zayn would do something like guaranteeing a victory last week against John Cena and Kevin Owens and then failed to deliver. He berated Zayn for Owens interrupted and laid down a challenge for an undisputed W Universal Championship match at Royal Rumble. Reigns agreed, but stared daggers through Zayn to close the segment. Like I said, we're going to focus a lot on the Reigns and Zayn stuff, but it's only because it's the best storyline in wrestling, probably for the past decade or so. Jack, see, I love Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens is like one of your mates. 
you know, again, I'm not saying I'm the toughest person. You know, when you may be in a little bit over your heads, a bit like when I'm in trouble and you two come along, you know, guy to come out and go, all right, let me bail you out, Sammy. I'm there if you need me. Even if you kind of not listen to that person at the time, he's there to kind of help you, yeah. you know? Exactly. Um, you know, there, there's always been this love-hate relationship between KO and Sammy. You know, those that have followed them both in uh, NXT know that. Um, anyone that's watched any of their run in WWE know that. But, I mean, Kevin Owens is also the type of person to be like, yeah, do you know what? There might be six of you, but I'm still going to chat shit. And even if I get banged, I'm just going to take some of you with me. Do you know what I mean? Yay. So, he's <laughs> his own drum. And I think that's something that, everyone can resonate with at some point so he's very relatable and you know just seeing Kevin Owens be this constant irritation in not just Sami Zayn's life but in in the tribal chief and and uh you know the bloodlines life it's been highly entertaining Uh, like like you said this storyline is like storyline of the decade you know a storyline of the year and I am a hundred percent invested in this yeah it's been fantastic we see Santo Escobar get a big win versus Kofi in a fun match Scarlett made her in-ring debut teaming with Karen Cross and defeating Emma and Moss I'm glad Emma signed back you know to Neil Dashwood was winning too many championships in Impact she wants to come back to WWE probably not even being featured in the Royal Rumble Charlotte defended the women's title versus Sonia Deville. What a champion she is. That's top dollar. Shooting Star Press as Ricochet uh, qualified for the Royal Rumble. The post-match beatdown was stopped by Braun Strowman. Backstage, Reigns refused Zayn's apology and issued him, uh, issued him one instead. It seemed manipulative and it proved to be the verbal exchange between the two ended with Zayn being booked for a match with Kevin Owens next week. And then we had, in the main event, the Undisputed WWE Tag Championships, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, new friends, uh, versus the Usos. Doing some solo, took McIntyre out of action. Of course it did. Of course it did. Ultimately, despite a valiant effort, Joe's rolled up Sheamus to score the win and retain the titles. It's good stuff. Uh, but Gina, the problem with the Usos now, even in this matchup, or when they put the titles on line, do we think they're really going to lose the tag titles? Is that the problem with them holding both at this moment in time and being so dominant? Um, it's not a case of do we think they're going to lose because we do know that they are going to lose them at some point. They can't hold them like forever. So we do know at some point they are going to lose them. But I think it's more a case of what sort of platform because they've held them for so long. It, it's going to be like one of those you have to put them on a pedestal, you know, you, it's going to have to be a monumental win from taking one half of these belts away from them. So I think, like, it definitely is going to be soon, but I think that they want it on a bigger stage. So I didn't believe that Seamus and Drew were going to win or take the belts here because it was just on a sort of a rule, and I think it's going to be such a monumental moment when it happens that they're going to wait. Yeah, I did love Zayn and Reigns eating popcorn watching the match. That that Oh, that <laughs> part was the best. The... the timing and the angles of the cameras were just really great um in just getting those reactions backstage at certain points of the match it was just great yeah. we see viker Raiders taking out the faces afterwards as well uh raw january 9th bailey ripley and owens all won in singles action you can see how <laughs> i couldn't be bothered it's just like it's the same stuff Alexa Bliss gave a promo <laughs> from atop the announce table 
talking about how she's the face of evil. A creepy video played and led to an appearance from Uncle Howdy. But the show then cut to the break and we never got any follow-up. So people blaming just Vincent Mann for this. You know, Triple H is doing it as well. Where we go, oh, what's going to happen? And then you get Kevin Patrick just pretending nothing happened either. It's just yeah. annoying. Oh, that was normal. Normal TV. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't need to give yeah. an explanation to that. <laughs> it's almost like, it, yeah, you watch a different program. You go, am I watching next week's? Did I, did I skip something? Uh, Rollins oh. will be in the Rumble. Looks like Hurt Business is loading as well. Solo beat Ziggler. Poor Dolph Ziggler. And Judgment Day won Tag Team Turmoil beating Good Brothers, Street Profits A, and Alexander and Benjamin. Again, Damien Priest, I think, wrestled like 53 minutes. Uh, and Priest is just such a... I think, personally, such a star. I mean, Jackson, with Damien Priest and Judgment Day, Judgment Day maybe not working at the moment, but you look at Priest and just go... I just want it. It's going to be his time soon. He's just got. It's not. I'm not saying mini Roman, but do you know what I mean? He's just got the look, and I've just, he, you know, look. And I think the more and more he's been featured within the Judgment Day consistently, like that we're we're all getting a chance to see the type of talent he has in the ring and what he can bring. So you know, he he's got a, a surprising amount of um, stamina, considering how tall and how big he actually is. So it's really, um, it's really nice to see that he's being given like sort of this shot and within the Judgment Day and actually see him grow. Um, I think if anything, at some point we will have him, you know, go his separate ways and we'll have like a singles run of his uh, uh, again. And I think this time it will be a, a, a lot more successful than what it has that been in the past for him. Yeah, I agree there. Like I said, with Damien, the future is there for him. Smackdown January 13th, Intercontinental Championship match, Braun Strowman versus Gunther. I don't think there's any doubt Braun has improved, uh, with Gunther arguably giving him his best straight-up single match. Powerbomb and the ring general retains. I'm a huge fan of Gunther. I don't want Braun ruining the momentum. I don't know when it's going to end, but at the moment, Gunther's such a good character and giving such good matches. Just keep the IC title on him until, like I said, a challenger pops up, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't want to sound like mean against Braun. I don't have anything against him personally, but I'm just not interested. Um, so and especially against Gunther, there's something about him. I think again, I'm a little bit biased after seeing that match with him and Sheamus at Clash, and you know, just being in that vibe. I just became an even bigger fan of his. So, yeah, I definitely think he's going to hold the title a little while longer and and uh, get a new story feud in, in there somewhere. Yeah, there's no doubt there's so many great champions in WWE. We've already mentioned the Usos, talk about Roman Reigns, and of course, Gunther with the IC title is, again, the kind of perfect match at this moment in time. Rey Mysterio attempted to discuss his heartache he experienced over the holidays is going rivalry with son Dominic instead. Karen Cross interrupted. Criticise him as a father because if you're going to take parenting advice, take it from Karen Cross, who seems to have, you know, his shit together, I suppose. Uh, Mysterio was attacked and fell victim to the straight jacket. Tegan Knox beats the Lee. Uh, and then we get Bray Wyatt. Green Bay, we're here. Sometimes all it takes is a little push in the right direction. To remind you who you really are. And the question is, just how far did Uncle Howdy's attack on Bray Wyatt push Bray? Well, enough to waken him in a dark passenger as he attempted to fend off 
since his return. There was a brown rocking chair, callbacks of his time with the Wyatt family, and a familiar warning issued to his Royal Rumble opponent, LA Knight, run. Again, Jackson, when it comes to Bray, in-ring might not, you know, like, like I said, the, the history of the character itself might be a bit confusing. But it was just saying about him when he does this, that just captivates you 100%, you know? Definitely. It's like, you know, he's got this creative uh, way of being able to just entice you into the storyline, to want to know more, to want to know how dark it's going to get. Um, he's got a way of captivating his audience and, and, and even those that he works with. Um, leaving you wanting to know what he's, what his next move is, what he's going to do next, you know. Um, so yeah, I think I think the, this has been brilliant from a creative point of view, this storyline. But what I do, I would like to see Bray in the ring a lot more. Yeah. So, going forward after this um, match with LA Knight uh, tonight, um, I'm hoping that we'll we'll get a bit more consistency when it comes to wrestling for for Bray. Yeah, I think without a doubt. You know, like I said, this LA Knight feud has been going before Survivor Series. So, <laughs> you know. Like I said, yeah, three... Only just about to get there. Yeah, first one. Is a little bit questionable. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Backstage, Sammy Zayn confronted Kevin Owens. Are you happy? Zayn asked his best friend. Roman Reigns is the one putting you in this position, using you so he never has to come to work. I did try to talk some sense into Zayn. Liv Morgan lost to Raquel Rodriguez. I'm going to leave that there. And Roman Reigns sent Sami Zayn to take care of his Kevin Owens problem. Uh, in the main event, of course, KO versus Sami. Always great watching these two compete. And late in the match, appeared as though exactly what we would have done as it looked like Sami was going to hit the Louvre kick and get the win. Instead of executing it for the win, he watched as the Usos and Solo Sokoa hopped the guardrail and beat Owens down, leading to a DQ. Jimmy and Jay delivered a 1D before placing him on the announce table for Sokoa to splash him into oblivion. We talk about Amaga back in the day and, of course, descendant of uh, the Bloodline and Solo running across there. What a fucking visual that was. The show went off the air with Zayn. Hesans and Lee joined his teammates in celebration. A look of dismay on his face. And this is why this story is so good, Gina, isn't it? It's because even with this moment and Sammy, even with one look, he's questioning it and thinking, when's that going to be me? Why didn't they let me know? So many, it's like an onion, you know, so many different layers. <laughs> no, definitely. I think that's one of the great things about Sammy as well is his acting. He, You truly can just feel what he's feeling from reading what's on his face and we were all sort of confused, and so was Sammy in his own right for that matter, you know? Like, he was just like, I thought I had this. Why, why are people getting involved, you know? And, yeah, it's definitely something that, again, is just building and then building, and if you're com- comparing it to the Bray and LA Knight storyline, it's not the same, you know? There isn't any action or fights happening between Bray and LA Knight is just kind of backstage and online and and chats in the ring, you know, at this point. With Sammy and everyone, this has been just, you know, a storyline going on for over a year. And, like, it's just insane in terms of how invested you are now in this. It's like, you don't want it to end, but we also know that the conclusion is coming. 
I, I tell you, and, and another thing as well, I completely agree with you, but another thing, if if they were to release like a video of just backstage and in-ring segments of what we've seen between the Bloodline and Sami Zayn, I'd watch that as a movie, and that film would be fucking excellent as well. You know, just two hours. You know of... what, I hope somebody does that, or does some sort of, you know, YouTube little movie edit of, you know, the rise and fall of the Bloodline, like, <laughs> beginning to end. I would totally watch that, and if someone does, please send me your link. Yeah. Yeah, well, that. we'll move on to Raw, January 16th. Ray Ripley squared off of Solo Sokoa. No fucks given here. And it was a great moment as well because a lot of people back down from Solo. Raya is not one of them. Cody announced... I also thought Solo generally was about to dash Rhea. Yeah. He's the only one you think he would spike her. You know, and Ripley would probably just yeah. bounce up and riptide him. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit up like the dead man. Yeah. Like with Ripley, yeah. Uh, Cody announced he's back from the Rumble. Now, Jaxie, this I, I didn't like this that much. I understand we probably all thought Cody was going to come back, but Ali announcing it because it's like, yeah, back, he's going to win. Or have they got a surprise? Because this would have been a huge pop from the crowd. Have they got something yeah. else planned? How? What the decision behind telling us already mm. was, whether or not there... Uh, I'm wondering whether or not uh, there was like anyone that was about to release that they found out that Cody was going to be, so they wanted to beat them to it, or whether or not um, they felt it was inevitable. Uh, it, it, it's a questionable move because this would have been such a, a hype pop to hear his music. Um, you know, have, you could have even had him come out as number one, and um, everyone just would have lost their shit. So it was, it was a bit of a, a questionable move. Um, one that I don't know if we'll we'll get the answer to. No, no. Like I said, they've done it in a way. I remember Triple H returning O2 and they had the videos and he came back MSG beforehand. But like it's a surprise. It makes me think that they're going to have other surprises in the Rumble if they've gone, do you know what, we'll give you Cody first. You know, I'm yeah. not, not saying it's going to be The Rock, but it's going to be The Rock. <laughs> Are you actually thinking, James? I, I always do. I unfortunately, even though I've been doing it so long, and I should have this kind of like, you know, just bitterness every year at Rumble. I, the amount of Rumbles I've guessed a winner that never actually features in the match. <laughs> I believe, like Rumble in the build-up, it's like, yeah, the Rock's gonna be thirty, isn't he? God. <laughs> I can't, you can't take the little kid that, you know, gets excited about this crazy stuff. Uh, I mean, I think everyone would lose their shit, though, if they did actually see him come out at number 30, you know. But I just, yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Well, we're going to go mini games. So we're going to pick a number one and 30 as well. So we're going to find out uh, who that's going to be. Bronson Reed had his first TV match back, killing Tozawa. And then a the good main event. We see Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, The Miz and Dolph Ziggler all vying for the opportunity to challenge Austin Theory, who came out to watch the match. Miz ended up being the first man out after Rollins hit the stomp. Ziggler was the second, followed by Balor and Corbin. This left Rollins and Lashley as the final two. Omos came out of nowhere and threw Rollins over the announced. Lashley seemed confused to see Omos an MVP at ringside. Theory ended up knocking down the US title, uh, him down with the US title. 
Rollins took out Omos and Theory before Lashley nailed him with Spear for the win. So obviously MVP is saying to Lashley, like, look, you know I picked Omos, but you know, let's 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 make it a group. And again, have I mean, Gina, is there a problem with Omos joining the Hurt business if that was to happen? You know. No, definitely not. I don't think that it will hurt it. I think that it will actually be an interesting dynamic to see how that would work and add to it. But um, I also was a little bit confused because I was like, wait, is MVP being a little, you know, Paul Heyman bitch and jumping between both, like playing each other again? Or is he generally trying to get the Hurt Business to align with Omos and make them more of a big, bigger team, you know? So I'd be intrigued to see where they go with the storyline if they do go with that. Um, I just hope that we can see almost be a team player. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine like Cedric just having a go at him for fucking up. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cedric's like, you fucking. Yeah, exactly. But I do also see a slight like Luke Gallows and AJ Styles situation with. Um, with Omos and Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be fair. But it'd be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, this um, reforming should be good for Bobby. And we'll be able to SmackDown January 20th. SmackDown Tag Team Title Tournament was announced. With Drew McIntyre and Sheamus beating the Viking Raiders in a great battle to start. LA Knight beat Greg Jones. Yes, Lee Greg Jones. And then a familiar tune of the Firefly Funhouse theme filled the arena and Wyatt welcomed fans back to Firefly Funhouse where Ramblin' Rabbit Midnight was cool. Only be told to shut the fuck up by Sister Girl. I told you all you needed was a little push, Uncle Howdy said via an interrupting video. Um, and I'll tell you something as well. I mean, Jaxie, the Funhouse is loved. And it has no wrestling in it. And that is the genius of the character where the Firefly Funhouse gets a bigger pop than most wrestlers. I mean, yeah, it's saying something for real, isn't it? But it's also giving you another sort of indication as to the the creative mind of Bray Wyatt. Like, you know, I remember when when he first introduced the Firefly Funhouse and for weeks, none of us knew what the fuck was going on. Like, is he losing his mind? Like, why are we watching, like, some form of fucked-up children's show, you know? But now it is one of the most, like, in-depth, tuned-in content on a wrestling show that has no wrestling in it whatsoever, you know? (laughs) How well he's done with it. It's brilliant. I love the characters. Um, You know, Ramblin' Rabbit is going to constantly always be shot on by all the other characters, um, and I love it. I'm always here for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Huskus as well. So, um, <laughs> great, great stuff. SmackDown Tag Team Title Tournament. Lost to Leferios, lost to Hit Row. Charlotte Flair ring-wing promo. Enough of that. SmackDown Tag Team Title Tournament. Imperium beat the Brutes. Like I said, the Brutes are just nobody anymore. Uh, Maximum Male Models, uh, Mansoor and Marseille. Lost to Legado Del Fantasma. And then the serious stuff backstage. Reigns admitted fault. Saying he understands Zane's desire for clear-cut communication. He told Zane to have everything fueled up and ready to go for finally giving him a long-awaited fist bump from which the crowd pop. Of course we popped. He gave him the fucking shield fist. How could it be? How we not be happy about that? Roman Reigns made then his godlike entrance into the arena ahead of his contract signing against Owens. The same repetitive and predictable segment. 
that we've seen a thousand times. Owens attacked from out of nowhere, dropping solo before delivering a stunner to the tribal chief. He put him through a table, signed the contract, and stared down Zane as he hit the ring to make the save. The prize fighter made his way through the crowd, standing tall among the flowers to close out the show. And I'll tell you something, I mean, Jackson, when it comes to KO, we've just we mentioned it earlier as well, but to finally feel like someone is actually getting one up on Roman is actually cooler than Roman in that situation. That was Owens at his like stone cold best, you know? It's very, very reminiscent of Stone Cold. You know, like again, Stone Cold was uh, exactly the same, given no craps as to whether or not uh, the odds were stacked against him or not, and just doing whatever the hell he wanted. And he would come in and just interrupt Vince McMahon, fuck his shit up, and then like just just walk off, you know? So like, yeah, just seeing this little bit uh, from Kevin Owens, I I don't know how many people truly believe whether or not Owens can. Uh, come out of the Royal Rumble as the winner tonight. Um, but this definitely sort of helped, you know, show that KO could can take out the bloodline if need be. Yeah. So, uh, again, another brilliant segment. And the way that it, it ended just just continued to build on this Sammy storyline, which is just so lovable. Yeah. And like I said, with the Sammy, and where was he? Why did he show up late? Well, Roman already told him to do that, so... But again, it looks like Sammy's in the wrong. And let me talk about KO. Even when he's talking in his promos as well, and he's not saying, I'm going to win the Universal title. He's saying, I'm going to do everything I can to beat up Roman Reigns and defeat the bloodline. So he's not actually lying to us if he doesn't win the championship. You know, how many times have we seen a babyface say that? He's saying, I'm going to give everything to try and come out on top. And we know he will. And I that's, think that's why know. people are invested in this storyline because, you know, there are certain people that you see get it put into a championship match or a storyline and you're like, this person is not winning. So I don't know why they keep giving us weeks to build up because they're definitely not winning. Um, but with with this storyline with Kevin, they've built it up so well and it just it just makes you like truly have that belief behind you. I think that's what what was needed again to kind of just get some belief behind him and Kevin Owens is the perfect like person to put behind that. Yeah, like I said, the connection with the fans and even that working type, you know, the the blue chipper, so to speak, someone we can relate to, someone that might not look like a model, but knows it would give everything he can, um, you know, in a match. We then move on January 23rd, Raw 30. I cannot believe Raw is 30 years old. <laughs> I'm so old. We get an epic Raw 30 video. And Hulk Hogan started the show. There was a time he would have had a huge pop. But hey, that's what you get for being a racist, I suppose. Jimmy Hart was as useless as the microphone Hogan used. And then the Bloodlines music hit. And everyone came to the stage. This brought us to the trial of Sami Zayn. Now, originally, it was going to be like the meeting of the elders, apparently, with Rikishi involved. Uh, and, of course, uh, as we know, you know, the father of Roman Reigns, which sounds epic. But, of course, due to travel issues, they couldn't. Uh, so, instead, we got the trial of Sami Zayn. And Paul Heyman... Paul Hay- what a cunt. Such a snitch bitch is unbelievable, man. He's the biggest snitch bitch. Like it, he should be actually in the dictionary under snitch bitch. You should just find his picture. 
This is horrible. You held the previous SmackDown. You know, Heyman's saying, I got your back. Don't worry. So, well, he says to Reigns, actually, on SmackDown before, it's better to have Sammy in the inside pissing out than it would be on the outside pissing in, which, again, is a fantastic thing. But this time, Heyman, the wise man, just ripped insane and claimed he'd been yeah. leaked with KO from the start. He even showed clips to prove his points, trying to paint a picture of a man who wanted uh, to plant Reigns at the head of the table. When it was Reigns' turn to speak, he said he was hurt that this was even happening after everything he had done for the family. Reigns told Solo to... Well, he said Solo, and Solo so fucking threatening as well with that spike. It's like it's like literal gun to the head. Oh, my God. It was just so demanding. <laughs> and it was like the executioner... Ugh about to execute. Do you know what? It also gave me PTSD of when me and the twin are playing up for mum and you just hear mum shout that one word, Dad! And it's like, no, no, wait, we're sorry, we're sorry. It was fantastic. Solo, yeah, ready to do it. And just as you hit the spike, of all people, Jay fucking Uso jumped between them, eh? And decided... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I actually like, I don't know why I get so emotional sometimes, but even I was like, fuck me, man, Jay, like, out of all of them. And he said he's got his own video to help Zane's case, uh, which again showed all the time Sammy or even helps him win the undisputed titles at war games and everything like this. Reigns then got on the mic and declared Zane was not guilty for now. But he still seemed upset and told Yoni Roos to show up at the Rumble for his final test. He doesn't want to see him before that. And like I said, Jay sticking up for his dog brought a tear to his eye. Great stuff. What story? You know? What? What? I mean, Jaxie again. This is just like it could be nominated for awards. This stuff, you know. It's really it has already run one storyline of the year. Like you know, just even seeing the like Sammy's poor face when Roman said for now it's like oh my god this is never ending for sammy like please protect sammy at all costs you know like they've done so well building this storyline but i am terrified for the outcome for sammy (laughs) yeah this is a worrying thing well we went right from the trial of zane into the royal tag team title match between the judgment day and the usos since only one set of belts were on the line a lot of people predicted a total change jimmy appeared to hurt his leg in the middle of the match was helped back by officials Adam Pearce said if he can't continue, they would have to forfeit the match and take the titles. Who sent you out here to say that? I might be back next week to defend, telling me I'm going to lose my my belt. I literally would have kicked him in the face. But again, I don't know if it's long-term storytelling. Not long-term, but like, because in in the the previous week, in the tag team turmoil... Balor couldn't compete or continue, so Dom no, took his place. So this yeah. week, Zayn then suggested he takes Jimmy's place, and Pierce said, well, because he did that. And then I'm thinking, well, did they do that last week to set this week up? Well, <laughs> I, you, you say that, but then you could also say, well, then what, what the hell happened with the Viking Raiders taking out the fake tag team of Seamus and Drew, and where was Rich Holland and Pete Dunne to step in for them? But no, they just gave it to another Nomad team like Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Yeah, sure. well, 
we'll that get makes sense. Yeah, that that pissed me off later in time, but at least this made a little bit of sense because I was like, well, he did do yeah. it before. Yeah. And Zayn thought then, what a perfect story for Zayn to lose the titles for the Usos. Uh, oh my but... God, imagine that. <laughs> well, we've got a few near falls, but it went for the bloodline and Sammy and Jay hit the 1D for the win. I even like the um, celebration with the belts afterwards. What a fantastic way to start Raw. And it didn't even finish there because then LA Knight came out to talk about his upcoming match with Bray Wyatt for his interrupted by the Untaker music and it into the American badass theme. Yes, the original Kid Rock from when he returned Judgment Day 2000. Knight tried to leave, but Wyatt blocked his path while holding a lantern as his music began to play. Knight retreated back to the ring where Taker grabbed him by the throat. Wyatt stared the dead man down until Taker tossed Knight to him so he could hit Sister Abigail. And then Untaker whispered something to Wyatt before leaving. As a fan of Bray Wyatt, the Untaker and LA Knight, I fucking love this. I'm not going to lie. This was fucking awesome. Um, what do you reckon that The Undertaker whispered to Bray? I love you. <laughs> oh, no, I think he whispered, there's nacho cheese backstage. <laughs> I think he said to him, it's your, no, your yard now. And then, we'll, yeah. or, or something, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I'm cheesy, yeah. I'm yeah. passing the baton on to you. Yeah, you're the man now, or, or something like this. Or, like you said, don't forget to buy milk. You know, saying saying that. Yeah. Uh, JoJo said she wants her hairbrush back. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. So I thought it was a great moment. And like I said, the first hour of Raw was really, really fun. Like, I actually felt like an old Raw where, where I used to enjoy them. You know, like, I mean, back back in the day. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then we said, this is going to piss everybody off because the next match saw Bailey battle Lynch inside a steel cage. Damage Trolls out first. Dakota Kai and Sky attack the man before she's getting the structure, giving the role model advantage for the contest even started. All three women locked Lynch in the cage and triple teamed her until Pierce came out to cut the lock with bolt cutters. The match ended up not happening, which upset the crowd quite a bit. And, and um, Jackson, I know this upset you as well because... This is where we all got shit. Yeah, like I, I mean, why, why, why give us this? Why advertise this? You advertised it for a whole week, you know. You advertised it through, like so much throughout the first hour of Raw to then just tease us in that and and then take it completely away. Like, yeah, this definitely pissed me off. And I hear that this was this was this match was scrapped because of people went over in time. But yet you still gave us another twenty minute or so promo with the generation X that did not need to actually fucking happen straight immediately after that. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no. Like there was also like a, a good fifteen minute Cody promo that we got last week on Raw. It was the exact same promo as last week. So why the fuck are we getting it here again when that could have also gone to the steel cage match? James, we should move on because I can't. I don't know if you can tell, but my voice is getting higher and higher because no, no. of how pissed. 
But let's just say this was annoying because, again, if you cut for time, you're not cutting the first hour. You cut if you're the main event. So if this was the main event, which would have made more sense because the first women's steel cage match from Raw was a main event, to have that in there. But, again, I think also the treatment of the women on Raw 30, this was all yeah. about, look how good the, the 90s was, uh, you know, <laughs> as well, opposed to focusing on the women as well. Yeah, there was like there was no mention of you know the first ever female uh, main event on Raw being between the turn trust. We didn't even actually have any promo backstage or not with any female legends. No. Uh, it was just in- we, incredibly. Didn't letter. they advertise the Bellas were going to be there? Yeah, yeah and that shot. They they did, weren't even on there. Like they just completely disregarded the women. The only bits of women callbacks we saw was the women being objectified in the Attitude Era and yeah. being the side pieces that could provide pretty content mm. and sexy content. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's but... what we... it's just a bit in the face. Yeah, I mean, even the DX segment afterwards with. No mention of China, how important she was, or like you said, Trish or Lita having an in-ring segment. Um, like it, it's just, and like you said, it's weird that Triple H cut that match, and I'm sure they're going to have a great main event on Raw. But then, like you said, they had a, a an awfully long segment with DX and Kurt Angle coming out. I mean, don't get me wrong, some of it was quite funny, like uh, Kurt replacing Binny, Billy and Road Dog just kind of mentioning that. Kurt Angle wearing the free shirts just to make jokes work was pretty funny as well. But again, just went on too long. Like I said, go on. I just think that like putting something like that in and pushing the women out doesn't do anything to actually show the progress that you've made over the 30 years of being Monday Night Raw. Instead, you kind of just went back on yourself, and you've made you've made a bit of a mockery out of um, the women out evolution. of the women's division and the evolution that has stemmed over the past thirty years on Raw. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you there. Like I said, it's a back step um, from WWE with this show. And like I said, most of the stuff was good, and the match leading after this as well uh, with Imperium taking on um, Seth Rollins and the Street Profits was a kind of fun matchup, but again, and it, oh, sorry, I should say as well, bringing out Teddy Long to make this match official was fantastic, but again, like I said, when you compare it to the treatment of the woman, it was like, no, Jerry Lawyer was on commentary. What was needed? Was it, was it as part of the storyline? Was this match needed? Why could the steel cage match not happen over this match yeah. if no. they had run over time? I, I just again agree. another way to show that the women just weren't important enough to even consider saying, "Oh, sorry, street profits, but you guys can sacrifice your time slot so that the girls can have their their cage match." Yeah, it would have made more sense. Joey Law was on commentary, man tag, uh, barely talking about match, just making fun of Kevin Patrick. Rick Flair then blabbered something or other as Charlotte arrived. She was introduced by Bianca Belair, later by Sonia Deville. This led to Deville and Belair having a single match, which Bianca won. And again, so like I said, the women's match featured was was over pretty quickly. And even quicker segment. Again, though, James, with this, 
they, I, I get it. It's Raw 30. You wanted to have Ric Flair brought back on to do the nostalgia of having someone else on. You literally showed him for like 10 seconds so he could introduce his daughter, who is not even on Raw. She's on SmackDown. And then you had you the, uh, the Raw Women's Champion come out to do a fight for, for Charlotte Flair, taking out her opponent. Nothing to do with, with Bianca's storyline or Raw. So what was this? Like, if, if you're saying, oh, there's your woman's segment, for me, I'm just like, that's a, that's a bunch of shit. That's bullshit, because you had, t- you had two SmackDown women out and just shoved the Raw Women's Champion in between it. And the only reason it was there is because you just had to have the flares on the show. And this is the thing, and again, this is an excellent point, where why we're disappointed for, because... That's what AEW does. And with Raw, we expect so much more from it, you know, and WWE in general when it comes to the treatment of women. Like we said on the Raw 30 show, it was a disappointment. Uh, But like I said, we've got a quick segment with The Miz and Kevin Owens, uh, with Owens giving a couple of stunners. With Austin Theory then made his way out for the main event uh, to battle Bobby Lashley for the US title. Brock Lesnar arrived and came to the ring uh, right after the Almighty put Fury through a table, the Beast can't hit Lashley with an F5 and grab Fury to do the same and F5'd him on the Almighty so he could get the cover and the win. So Brock Lesnar come back. Gina, I mean, were you happy to see Brock Lesnar come back? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just as, I'm literally like, I get it, like they were having a bit of a feud before Brock disappeared again, but just like, why? Just why do you keep coming and screwing up Bobby? Like, put Brock in a different type of storyline and bring Brock and Bobby back again at a later date. I'm so sick of this. Every opportunity that Bobby gets, like when it's a non-title match, he he doesn't get interrupted by Brock, but when it is a title match, he gets interrupted by him. Like, man, if you got a problem with me, just fully come back and have a match with me then. I'm just over it, man. It it seemed a bit cheap, you know, especially to have Brock come back now and it's like, well, you're not going to have a match at the Rumble, are you? So I suppose to set it up uh, for the future. But again, it just seems it's the same booking, you know? Like, it's weird. Like, it seems it's what WWE does. Oh, it's a big show or whatever. Well, let's have Brock just come back, you know? Let's have yeah. five someone and then people can go, oh, Brock's back, you know? Yeah. Uh, but again, I think Raw 30 was good uh, overall. Like I said, some uh, big problems, but not too bad. And then the last episode of SmackDown, January 27th, and we see the Bloodline's arrival to the arena, and Sami Zayn in the hood, thanking Joe so for having his back Monday and vowing to have his move forward. Anything you need, just let me know. Uh, Jay was obviously upset because Roman Reigns ordered not to see Sami Zayn until Saturday. We then get Karen Cross versus Rey Mysterio. Despite dominating the future first ballot Hall of Famer with size and strength, withstanding his trademark 619, Cross allowed his ego to doom him as Mysterio countered a power slam attempt to a crucifix roll-ups for the win. I mean, way to book Cross. I mean, Jax, is it too early with Karen Cross? But it's like, what the fuck are they doing? Why bring him back if you don't know what you're doing? Exactly. So I was about to say, you know, you, you just said, like, is it is it too early for carrying cross and stuff i think yes in terms of you know getting more of a crowd behind him yes it's too soon to give him that push but also at the same time if we don't give him a push right now 
I don't know what else we're doing with him because right now all we're getting is that he he bullies someone twice uh, like that's not even twice his size, and he, he's just coming across as a bully mm. rather than like a, a, a big bad guy that could actually take out all these different wrestlers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, he's it's... just coming. The big bad bully right now, and I don't know if that's like the route we really should be taking with someone like Carrying Cross. Well, and then also it seems the thing is that if you can negate Scarlet, you beat Cross. Like in the matches we've seen him in, if Scarlet doesn't get involved or they avoid contact with her, they can beat Carrion, and that's not good yeah. for a heel. <laughs> you know, I know with Roman it's different, but at least with Roman, you know, if it's one on one against, you know, any other wrestler usually get the job done. And of course, with KO, yeah. it's different layers, you know. Exactly. It's just, you know, if there was going to be... That, I, I, okay, so let's, let's just go out on a limb here and say, you know, we we get this, like, epic match between Karrion Cross and Rey Mysterio, and, you know, it really is Karrion just pummeling on Rey to the, for, like, to the part where we actually hear Edge's music come out. He hits a return comes in for the save, and then ends up having a long feud with Karrion Cross. That, that would make sense. Yeah. But th- there hasn't been, so it's kind of, yeah, I don't know what they're looking to do with him, but it, it, it's got a, they, they, they got a kind of chance with him at some point, because otherwise they'll lose that momentum with him forever. Yeah. This, this is fake, and it'll turn into Moss, you know. Yeah, it really will. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, when um, you know when we had that tag match with um, Moss and Emma, and then Scarlett and oh yeah, the mixed tag match, yeah, like yeah. that really felt like just placed there. That really felt like another bullying segment. Yeah, you know, like it didn't really feel like it felt like Scarlett had an argument with Emma, so all of a sudden they got their boyfriends involved. Yeah. I'm going to get my boyfriend to beat your boyfriend up. Yeah, it came across quite, um, very much high school. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, it was nice to see Scarlett. I was going to say, yeah. It, it, was nice to, it was nice to see her finally actually wrestle in a, in a WWE ring. Like, I, I'm not sure if she had done much wrestling Wait, when it came to rest- NXT. Yeah, did she wrestle in NXT? I, I don't really know. don't remember, but... Um, I mean, it was nice to see her in that type of capacity. But, like, I mean, again, you've only just brought back... Um, Emma, then you also like you know t- start teaming her up with someone like Moss, who I'm I'm sure that they were like adamant at wanting to get like make give a push as well. That yeah. shocked his shit. Yeah. So yeah, like I don't really know what's next in the life for a carrying cross. Maybe it's like you know who who's my next victim? Who am I going to bully next? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like maybe he could like change brands. Um. To to the other one, and then maybe, maybe see whether or not we can create a better better storyline with better with other know, wrestlers. They could bleed it in, and him like beat Ray, and then saying, "Now I'm gonna go after your son." And he goes on to rule, goes after Dominic, but then him and da- uh, uh, Damian Priest start to clash because mm. they're quite. He's quite tall, so they could have a good match. Though. Yeah, but then that that means you're turning Judgment Day face, which. <laughs> Is not no, going to work. No, no. no, no. Bullying, carrying cross, bullying is bad. 
yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> I appreciate you guys covering for me as well. Uh, United States champion Austin Theory hit the ring to cut a promo on Saturday's Raw Rumble. Valen to win it a headline mania. The New Day interrupted, followed by The Miz. And then Bobby Lashley. The Almighty made quick work of everyone before cutting a promo of his own. Calling out Brock Lesnar after Monday's attack. The Beast, well, obliged, leaped over the guardrail, tapped Lashley and downed him with the F5 for reeling. He will compete in Saturday's namesake bout. So Brock will be in the Rumble. Uh, Gina, I mean, Brock's in the Rumble. You've got to say he's one of the favourites to win. I mean, yes, he is a favourite to win, but do I think he should? No, because he's won it before, and I feel like it's, you know... No one wants the reason why everyone loved the Rumbles is because back in the day, you just never know who it is that's going to win. And I I don't want to keep thinking, oh, Brock's going to win it again this year, seeing as he's in wrestling at the moment. Brock's going to win it again. You know, I I don't want that. The, the nice expectation of a Royal Rumble is knowing that someone unexpected could win. And I'd rather it stay with that aesthetic, really. Yeah, I would agree with that. Lacey Evans, I bet she wished she was still the sassy Southern Belle as she got oh, the package to oh. again. <laughs> Why don't they like Lacey Evans? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really don't know what's going on with her. Like, it's, she, she is cursed to never be able to have like a... Uh, an entrance into WWE and actually have it stick with it. No. You know, like, uh, I I really don't know what's going on with this woman, but, like, they, they, they keep stopping starting. It's like she keeps stalling. Yeah, well, honestly, and it's just it's just the same, you know, it's like, oh, here we go again, until they can't be bothered and change it, you know, to another character that she... Yeah. Uh, she will be in the Rumble. And prior to the scheduled SmackDown Tag Team Championship contender semi-final match, pitting Drew McIntyre and Sheamus against Hit Row, the Viking Raiders attacked the men that eliminated them a week ago, leaving uh, the Bayfaces lying and the bout in doubt. Adam Pearce revealed that McIntyre and Sheamus are out and in their place are going to be Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Why? I fucking hate this. They weren't in the tournament to yeah. begin with. Uh, you know, I'm not saying put the Viking Raiders in the match, but, you know, put one of the other teams that were in there, like Los Lotharios, give them a chance. I mean, and why did McIntyre and Sheamus more concerned about the Viking Raiders than getting a shot at the tag team titles? So the titles don't mean as much as their personal feelings now. Right. They're just like, oh, yeah, we're, 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 we're good. We're good. We've got a, a, another fake tag team that we're just going to put together really randomly just because there was that one time that they got on really well for like half a night. Um, and they're going to they're going to be the ones that can like come into this match rather than thinking, oh, yeah, um, isn't there like, you know, two more that are part of this group called the Ball and Brutes? I'm pretty sure there is, isn't there? Oh, no, they're not significant enough. Makes me fucking sick. It really does sometimes. But it, and it's not the first time WWE have done this. I'm sure they did it in the King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring tournament last. You know, when there's people in the semi-final getting replaced. Like, what, what's the fucking point then? Just start with the semi-finals. Anyway, LA Knight mocked the original incarnation of Bray Wyatt. Not going to lie. When I first heard, I heard the theme, I started getting excited and I realised it was uh, LA Knight in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> But he did his best cut in a promo. White interrupted, said the time for talking was over. 
and wrapped up with an ominous line about the lights going out. Uncle Howdy appeared in the skybox to wrap up the segment. Like you said, let's hope. I mean, what's I mean, Jackson? What's the best scenario for tonight in this matchup? You know, like is it Uncle Howdy appearing and finding out a little bit more, or is it, or is it just going to be like a massive squash? I know that's more prediction talk, but that's what I'm yeah. worried about. All this build up, and then night gets beaten in like five minutes. No, I feel like this is going to be like a, 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 a very similar to like the the other cinematic type matches we've seen Bray Wyatt have. Because what the fuck is a pitch black match? Yeah. You can't actually have it pitch black. None of us are going to see what the fuck is happening. So really, what 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 rules lie behind a, a pitch black match? So is is obvious and it's clear that pitch black match includes the rule of no DQ. So there's going to be some form of uh, interruptions, um, whether or not it's from, you know, like they had at one point um, the sort of human-sized Firefly Funhouse characters that were in the audience. Do you remember? They they could have something like that as a distraction for LA Knight. They could bring in Uncle Howdy. However, I just don't understand why Uncle Howdy would involve himself and screw over LA Knight when the last time Uncle Howdy was near Bray, he screwed Bray over. So why would he screw LA Knight over? Do you see where all this confusion is lying? Is there a chance, right? And I know it's not predictions. But, I mean, between the three of us, is there a chance LA Knight wins because Uncle Howdy costs Bray? I mean, isn't that... I mean, this does, go, this does go along with your theory that you had mentioned not too long ago about, you know, potentially having Bray versus Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania. So if they are actually going down that route, which is a really, really big, like, stretch of a guess at this moment in time... <laughs> Um, That's what I do. Then, yeah, maybe we could see Uncle Howdy coming in and and support LA Knight. But I just, I, I wouldn't understand why this is all happening when, I mean, originally, the whole reason why Uncle Howdy is actually in WWE is because Bray introduced him. Yeah. And, so... yeah. and he wants to get Bray to kind of admit who he really is. So, again, I don't know what the, this is the problem. I don't know what the end game is. I don't know if Howdy's yeah, going to yeah. be happy, but like, oh, look, I made you into a monster. I'm fine with that. Let's be a tag team. I think this is the, the, the complete opposite to what we were bitching just shortly ago about when it comes to WWE, that you can sort of like read matches, you can read the outcome, um, <laughs> and really just kind of know what already what like WWE are setting up. But I have to happily admit that with, when it comes to everything to do with Bray Wyatt, I... I do not know how to guess the outcome of what's going to happen because every week, week in, week out, there's some other crazy shit happening that I have no idea how it's even spun into the Bray storyline. So I I do think that this pitch black match is going to be interesting tonight. Um, I just really don't know the outcome. We could actually, there could be a strong contender to say that Eddie Knight comes out on top. You just don't know. How fucked up is that? You know, like I said, it is, it is, and this has been the most interesting. Apart from the Bloodline story, the Bray Wyatt stuff and SmackDown has just been, like I said, so um, must-see, even though it's been going on now for nearly three months. Uh, we'll move on, though, to the second semi-final round of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Contenders Tournament. You sure another team don't want to take their place? No? All right. Well, Legado del Fantasma 
Cruz del Toro in Open Wild lost to Imperium's Giovanna Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. Two great teams dating back to NXT and NXT UK. And then with the Usos bar for the arena from a backstage confrontation, Bloodline enforcer Solo Sokoa was forced to go it long as he looked to dismantle Kevin Owens. Or so he thought. Late in the match, Sokoa appeared to be nearing defeat. Sami Zayn hopped the guardrail, made the save, put him to the sanctuary of the arena floor. His award? An errant superkick from the big man. He quickly refocused his attack on Owens. No one could turn a fault back, delivered a pop-up powerbomb on the competition table and sent Solo in the crowd with a chair shot. Owens did tall for looking the camera and cut the promo on his rumble opponent, sparing Zane further punishment and raising the question, where does the honorary ooze stand? We know Reigns is not going to be happy because he told him mm. not to show up. Uh, and again, Owens not attacking Zane and telling him this is what's going to happen to you and showing him even the steel chair as a weapon. I mean, again, a lot of stuff to unpack there, but Gina... The Owens has got momentum. And I think, I don't know if it's just me, he looks in fantastic as well. You know, he's got to a point now, he's ready. It's now or never for KO. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, he has just made himself over the past few weeks look so strong. And he's not really exactly had the backup on his side every week, like the numbers that the bloodline has. Um so he's definitely like secured himself in terms of like making people think like, wait, has man's actually got this, you know? Um, and again, to be honest, you could, you could go so wrong with picking an opponent for Roman Reigns because everybody loves him, even though he's a heel, everybody loves him. But Kevin is the perfect person to choose because everybody loves Kevin as well. And it's just like, you can't go wrong with whoever wins here, you know? Well, but that's an excellent point as well, because like I said, the, the amount of faces that could challenge Roman, even from reaction. And you know at the Rumble tonight, they're going to cheer Kevin Owens so loudly that, you know, he's he's going to have the advantage in that way. And again, it's going to make for such a great matchup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and speaking of the matches tonight, I mean, there's only five but it is time we got on uh, the predictions. But before I do, actually, I'll ask both of you. First off, Jackson, what we just talked about Raw and SmackDown. Since Survivor Series, how do you think the build-up to the Rumble has been? Um, there's not been... I, I don't think it's been as consistent as, um, as it has been in previous years. Um, I think a lot of the sort of building storylines have, have really happened more recently um, over the last week or so, to be honest. Not saying that that's that's a bad thing, because of, I think that there has been a bit more consistency when it comes to WWE's booking. Um, but when it comes to sort of the build-up for Royal Rumble, it's kind of felt a little bit flat, in my opinion. I'm not sure if that's a, from a marketing point of view uh, from a promo point of view or maybe like sort of even though I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we don't have like a, a you know 15 matches before both Royal Rumbles um I maybe just like even the the quality of the matches not having that much momentum behind it I'm not really sure but it's just felt a little bit flat I'm not complaining about it though I just it's it, I've always been excited for the Royal Rumble but I think there's been other years where 
the build up um, and the promotional material behind it has left me like sort of week in, week out, wishing that it was already here. Um, for, for for some reason this month, it's definitely felt more like, oh, oh, right, Royal Rumble's here now, you know? Uh, do you know what? And again, I, I I think I agree because I think the build up to the like the Bray Wyatt LA Knight match has been good. Reigns and Owens has been good. Raw Women's Championship you could argue about, but it's like you said. Apart from Cody, no one's come out. I mean, I know Ricochet qualified for the Rumble, but we not even had like a match where you know winners number thirty. You know, with like the the Miz and Bobby like that. Yeah. Have yeah. matches like that back in the day where yeah. they're like, oh, wrestlers can fight for the number. Or like, yeah. Or and six people bit, going, like, I'm going to win the Rumble. I'm going to win the Rumble. It, we've not had any of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you know, even just like having sort of, um, you know, how we, uh, they, they sort of like briefly teased that because they had some they had it like say Liv was like I want to be number one so I can chuck every woman out of the Royal Rumble and then Raquel's like laughing you know they they could have like actually turned that match into a okay well whoever is the winner of this match will come out number one you know like then that's a story within the Royal Rumble that you're building in terms of Liv and Raquel now both wanting to be the number one woman to try and eliminate as many people. So you know what I mean? It's like they've not really built any like stories that will like kind of like be able to be told within the Royal Rumble. So because of that, again, there's just not been as much build up to it. Yeah, no, I would agree that. And a women's rumble match, like I said, have been nearly forgotten about. But I mean, Gina, what were your thoughts on the the build? Like I said, the the bloodline stuff is top notch. But what about everything else? Well, within the Royal Rumble, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see you know Bianca and Alexa, but I also think that this storyline hasn't really captivated me that well, and I'm not sure why. But I don't know whether it's like just come out of nowhere um, or the fact that people kind of liked Alexa. So I don't know whether she was the right one to go into a feud with Bianca just at this point, but yeah, hopefully they make the storylines all sort of pan out within each other because some seem to be interlinking a little bit, you know, Um, hopefully it works out and then it can kind of put my kind of worries to rest. But yeah. I'm I'm still gonna be on edge to see what happens again it's because they haven't really built up a lot of excitement. I don't know whether it's like the lack of announcements on how many on what people are going in, and I don't mean with all, but yeah, there's just not been a lot to like really promote it. So I'm just kind of more on edge, just hoping that the matches make the storylines make sense. I would have to agree with you there. Uh, well, we're going on predictions then because we're going to do predictions for the five matches and then get into the Rumble mini games. Monty has sent his picks to me, uh, and so of course I will, do, well, read them out. Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight pitch black match. I expect this to start the show tonight. I have no idea what to expect, but like I said, maybe a mix between cinema, uh, cinematic and maybe in ring stuff. You know, maybe fighting backstage in the Firefly Funhouse or something like that and then making the way to the ring. Or lights are just dimmed. I'm just not sure. Uh, but, Jaxie, we'll start with you. Which way is this going? Because, again, there's a lot of ways this could go in a weird way. 
Yeah, um, it, it's definitely one that you're that everyone's intrigued about and wanting to kind of watch because of the fact that no one knows what a pitch black match is. So everyone's going to have a lot of intrigue going into this match. But I'm, this is this is technically Bray's first match back. I can't see him losing this. So I'm go- I've gone with Bray on this one. Yeah. Um, Gina, what about you? Um, I'm actually going to risk it and go with LA Knight. Oh, go on. That's Ooh, that's a <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to play it dangerous. Do you, do you think I Uncle, like it. Uncle Howdy's going to uh, cost him? Or do, again, could be anything. Yeah, there's really. definitely going to be some form of involvement, whether it's Howdy or whether it's the pig. Um, <laughs> going to be something. Yeah, well, if we do see that, that'd be fantastic, you know. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Monty picked Bray, and I picked Bray as well. Uh, we then have Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, Gina, do you want to start us off? Which way do you see this going? No, I'm going to stick with Bianca winning this one. Yeah, Isn't it amazing that Bianca's held the title since WrestleMania and no one's really mentioned it? Is it a case of just like Roman holding the top so long? So much more. They talk about Charlotte and her belts and accomplishments more than they talk about Bianca. I was just about to say, yeah, if it was Charlotte Flair that held it that long, you know that they'd be fucking bringing it up. It'd be like after every fucking advert, you'd be like, did you know Charlotte Flair has held her belt? Champion, but champion come out just to make a whole speech and promo around it, like fucking hell. Uh, so, Jaxie, are you gonna uh, tell me you're not gonna pick Charlotte to win the Alexa Bliss versus Bianca match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That is exactly what I see happening. No, I've got Bianca retaining on this one. I don't see Alexa actually uh, taking the belt off her. Yeah. No, uh, Monty says Bianca, and so do I. Bianca wins. Uh, but again, it'll be interesting to see if this match is after the Bray Wyatt match. Will Bray come out? Will there be interaction with Uncle Howdy? Like, how uh, would they do that as well? It'll be interesting to see. And then, of course, the Undisputed Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. You know, one of the things I'm looking forward to tonight as well is not the in-ring action. It's the backstage segments with Reigns calling Sammy into his office for uh, going against his orders on Friday. Like, hopefully that will run through the show. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm thinking the first time we're going to see Sammy is going to be him trying to, like, avoid the bloodline who are potentially looking for him backstage. So we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But uh, like I said, the Undisputed Universal Championship reigns. And will Owens get the win tonight? I'm going to say Roman reigns to win, whether that will be Zayn helping out Roman or Zayn trying to help fucking it up, but Reign walking out with a championship. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the end of Sammy in the bloodline tonight. I mean, Jackson, what are your just first thoughts? Is this the end? Forget about the result at the moment. Is this Zayn's last night in the bloodline or are they still going to run with it, do you reckon? Yeah, I I don't I don't see this being Zane's last night in the bloodline. I think that they're going to stretch it just a little bit longer, and they actually can they can do they can afford to do uh, stretch it a little bit longer, milk it for a bit longer. Um, I do see a potential tomfoolery in this match coming from Sammy, but I actually see him like 
helping Roman to retain it. Um, because especially with having uh, Sammy sort of like help retain the, the, the tag titles the uh, the night uh, the other night, um, and then also tr- attempt to be there for uh, Solo. Uh, a lot of what Jade's little video defending him does show that like he he has been sort of the game changer in the Bloodlines matches. And I think that like Sammy will actually prove himself to Roman tonight, but he also will at like kind of this point going forward, he's going to start to lose his patience with the lack of trust that comes from them. Yeah, I feel agree. Well, that's a good point. Uh, Gina, what about you? Who's going to go for the match? And is it Saints last night, the bloodline tonight? Um, No, I also agree with my sister's point. I don't think it's the last. um, I I have the prediction that there's going to be, you know, a a potential Roman versus Sammy match at WrestleMania. So for me, I kind of expect Sammy to remain in the bloodline up until then. Uh, So, yeah, I, um, I definitely see Roman retaining. Well, again, you know, like I said, those three matches, I know you took a cho- uh, chance on that, Gina, which I always appreciate. But it's the men's rumble and the women's rumble match that I've I've kind of been struggling, really. We'll do uh, the women's rumble first, uh, and we'll talk about... Because this is another weird thing as well. The participants in the women's... There's 12 out of 30 announced for the rumble. And you're just thinking, so what are these 12 are going to win then? <laughs> Unless it's a surprise, yeah. because got... <laughs> usually the guests are either a returning superstars or b legends that have come back just for nostalgic kicks. Yeah, or NXT and the NXT people are just going to be there to kind of fill the slots as opposed to winning. So I exactly. guess you could say one of the twelve to win. Unless we're wrong, we would be Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Ray Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez. Jania Baszler, Zelina Vega, Emma, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Lacey Evans, and Zia Lee. They said Ronda Rousey won't be in the Rumble, but let's not forget that she won the fucking thing. So, again, intro- and, uh, for a 30 woman match, we only announced 12, it's pretty poor. Um, Jaxie, why don't you start us off? Who's going to win the Women's Raw Rumble? Okay, uh, I've got it with uh, Rhea Ripley winning. Like this, she, they really got, a, they really got to hit the go button with her. She's so hot right now. She practically is the leader of the Judgment Day. She's just got such great content. Um, every all of her promos, everything. Uh, it would be stupid, really, not to kind of like push her at this point. So I've got Rhea down to win. Yeah, I think that's an excellent pick. Um, Monty also went Ripley. Gina, what about you? I also have Ripley down to win. Yeah. So, no, definitely. Th- are we going to get a straight flush? Well, I have gone for Ray Ripley. Yeah, it's like I said, her oh, time really. is now, isn't it? You know, and there's no one else that had the chance. Like I said, Ronda, maybe. It's weird none of us have even thought about Becky Lynch, you know, considering no. where she was. Oh. Listen, we've, we've done this. We've, we've, we've done this. She's won one already. Ronda's won one already. Ronda won last year. No, we don't need it. Don't do it again. Don't don't repeat. Oh, fuck. I swear to I swear to God, if Ronda wins, or this is
This will be all Vince. This will be all Vince if if those two win a second year in a row. They both came out at what number twenty seven or number thirty. Both of them uh, last year, and they both won. Don't fucking do it. Don't you fucking do it, WWE. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny, then it should have been. Uh, So we've all got Ray Ripley. So again, pretty close. So the men's rumble going to be. The same because in the rumble at the moment, Kofi Kingston hopefully be able to um, have a proper spot in the rumble because he did fuck it up last year. Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Baron Corbin, Austin Fury, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Cameron Cross, Donovan Mysterio, The Miz, Xavier Woods, Brock Lesnar, and Cody Rhodes. Monty has picked Seth Rollins to win the rumble. Which, oh wow, that's a yeah, shot. I, I was I was a bit surprised by that. He'd probably tell me he didn't mean to, but tough, you know. So he's gone. Also predict. <laughs> so, so uh, Gina, what about you? Who's going to win the men's Royal Rumble? Um, I've got Sammy Zayn down as my winner. Woo! <laughs> yeah. I actually did the same. I did the same. I didn't know you went with Sammy. Yeah. Okay, well, the twins have both gone Sammy Zayn to win Royal Rumble So this you year. think Sammy is winning Rumble and main event at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah, because this is how I think it will lead to uh, yeah. the, the breakdown because I think, like, you know, Sammy out of the whole of the bloodline will be in there and, like, Roman knows that whoever wins the Royal Rumble, because he has both belts, they're they're coming for him. So for Sammy, he's going to argue, look, it's just me. So it's, it's not going to be difficult. Like I'll lay down. You can just win like and have an easy match. And that's how it will build up. And then come Royal uh, WrestleMania, Sammy's probably just going to fuck Roman up. No, uh, see, I, I actually picked Sammy because of like, you know, and, and then having the next sort of like month of promos being that like it's really like, eating away at Roman that's that like you know that distrust on when it, whether or not Sammy's going to turn and when he's going to turn and stuff like yeah. that so for me I was gonna yeah I really just kind of felt like it was a way of maybe seeing like the cracks starting to show on Roman and the fact that like just by having Sammy win the Royal Rumble has actually created that in Roman yeah. um and it's kind of like the epic downfall of Roman starts here well, so that's not, what it, I thought was uh, not any that but like you said, what a reaction and what a moment it would be to Sami Zayn to win the Rumble and become, like, the man in WWE. It's the stuff the dreams are made of. Imagine, like, having, like, you know, a, another shot of Roman and watching the yeah. Royal Rumble in the park and actually just seeing Sami pick up that win. Like, the, imagine the, his face. I could just, yeah, it would be really <laughs> He couldn't even say to him challenge for the other world title because that's his. You know, unless he goes to NXT. Um, yeah. I'm so glad we've gone Sammy there. And like I said, Jaxie, it's weird because you and I have gone the same with the predictions apart mm. from the Royal Rumble winner. And usually, like I said, my record of picking people that aren't in the Rumble hasn't been great. <laughs> so, so this year, <laughs> and I've not picked McIntyre. Don't worry, everybody. Listen, he's got, he's got McIntyre. I have not gone Drew. I have gone Cody Rhodes. Cody to win the... Mm, that's a- 
He's the only one in the whole yeah. build-up that is, is, is actually cares about the Rumble match. <laughs> do you, do you know, like... No, do you know what? I, I, I must admit, um, I, I struggled a bit with my overall choice. My, my choice was between Sammy and Cody. Mm. Um, especially, like, I think I questioned it more when it was confirmed and they announced, yes, Cody will be back at the Royal Rumble. That's when I started to think, hmm, could he actually be the winner of this? But I also feel like Cody could still get his shot at WrestleMania. And I think that, like, having Roman, like, you know, f- compete over both nights mm. for both belts mm. and having it as Sammy as the Royal Rumble winner getting that chance, like, that would have been the only reason why he would have gotten, like, a title picture chance, you know? Um, whereas I feel I feel like Cody could easily insert his way into earning himself a title shot at WrestleMania against uh, Roman. So that's why I went with Sammy. But that's a good choice. Yeah, but no, what I'm pleased about is that we've gone different on predictions. So everybody's gone a bit different. So it's going to come down to like the men's rumble. And the LA Knight wins and then fucking Gina's got it. You really do love being in competition with me. You actually love this. But I was so close to beating you last year, and like this year, it's my year. So even if you do decide to go the opposite as me, just know, James, I'm gonna win this. Oh, no, them's a fight. Well, honestly, last year was a travesty of justice. How you didn't win that? Uh, people, everyone behind me. Yep, Mm -hmm. everybody, literally, no one wants congratulations about me winning last year. But the rumble is very important part to start. But like we said, so you can get ahead not only on the WWE Prediction League, which starts, but also the bonus point predictions. Uh, and of course, bonus point prediction league will have Rumble mini games involved. And I have sent everybody Rumble mini games. We're going to pick for both men and women's. We're not going to do lucky number this year just because we're Monty here to try and pick a number to win. Didn't make any sense. I'll give you Monty's picks afterwards as well. Uh, we're going to start with a men's rumble, uh, and we're going to. I've got a story to tell on both rumbles. This is why my head's kind of working. All right, so we're going to start men's, uh, and we're going to ask who's their number one pick in the men's rumble match. So, Gina, I'll start with you. Who's number one? Who's going to be the number one entrant in the men's rumble? Um, I put Cody. Yeah, I put Cody as well. Because <laughs> his entrance is going to be like 10 minutes. <laughs> I did not even think about that when I chose my choice. Yeah, I should have gone well. with Cody now. Oh. <laughs> Jack, who do you go? I went with Bobby Lashley. Bobby? No, no, no. no but the Cody thing is like, I thought in my head, I know we haven't put number two down, but I thought it's either going to be Cody or Seth. And I can imagine Seth as number one coming out. And then number two, the lights go out and it's like, you know, there is more than one of all family. And Cody comes out. So Cody might be number two. But... Can, can I just tell you, I had such a similar imagination in my mind, except for I felt like it was going to be number one, Bobby Lashley, number two, Brock Lesnar. And we were going to have two monsters just bossing it out taking out every other small fry that comes out after that for a while you know before like someone eventually takes both of these two monsters out so that's that's kind of what I thought was going to happen <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird because like I know you've got number one but 
I've gone number 30 for Brock. So I thought Brock would be at the end. So, Jaxie, have you gone Cody at number 30? <laughs> um, yeah, I did. Oh, my God, I did. <laughs> How cool are we? <laughs> We're in competition with one another, aren't we? We really clearly want just like this long-standing rivalry between us. <laughs> It's going to get intense watching this uh, Royal Rumble now. What? That's crazy. Neighbours, uh, some alcohol to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then Rose just going to scream, and it's going to be like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Gina, who's your number thirty? Um, uh, I got Austin Theory. Theory is thirty. Uh, we'll move on to the final four. So who will be the final four in the men's Rumble match? I am for Cody, Seth. Are we done with the sorry, We're just doing all the men's. Are we just doing all men's we're ones just, at the we, moment? We'll do the men's and then we'll do the women's afterwards. Oh, sorry. Okay, carry on. No, so the final four will be Cody and Seth because they will be obviously one or two, but they'll stay in the Rumble longest. Brock, uh... Oh, no, that doesn't make sense what I've put. It doesn't matter. My final four, because anyway, I've put Brock to be eliminated before he gets to the final four. So I'm going to put, I'm going to change it. Fuck it, I'm here. Cody, Seth, Bobby and Sammy is my final four. Uh, Gina, what about you? Um, My final four is Cody, Sammy, Seth and Austin Theory. Because obviously Austin Fear is coming out at number 30. So that makes sense. And three are the same as me as well. Jaxie, what about you? Um, I said Cody, Sammy, Big E, and Karrion Cross. Cross now. Big E's coming back. So I bet he'd be one of your surprises. Uh, so <laughs> we go. Santino, the quickest. Who's going to be the guy at last and least in the men's rumble? Um, Jaxie, what about you? Um, Marseille. <laughs> no, five. Gina? Uh, Shelton Benjamin. Oh, poor Shelton. Oh, poor Shelton. I know, but I can really see it happening. <laughs> Do you know what I can see really happening? And again, it always has to be like a cocky hill who comes in and thinks he's going to do well and gets eliminated quickly. So I'm going Baron Corbin. I can just see, <laughs> <laughs> see it come out. Chucked over the top and then walk into the, the last. Uh, Iron Man, longest. I've gone for Cody because he's coming in at number one. So, Gina, Cody with you as well? No, I actually went with Seth Rollins. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, Iron Man, Seth. Jaxie, what about you? I went Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, no, that makes Because of, uh, obviously... Sammy there. Uh, most eliminations. Uh, Jaxie, who's going to get the most eliminations? Um, I put uh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby for you. Gina? Um, I literally have no idea. <laughs> Just... Brock Lesnar. You're going to go Brock. Yeah. So most eliminations, Brock. Okay, we're on to who eliminates who. Uh, we'll go round in... Hang on, I'm going to need a bigger paper for this. 
Uh, <laughs> I forgot I have to write them down because there's no way I'm going back and listening to this. Uh, so <laughs> Jackson Gina. I've gone who eliminates who. Uh, I've gone for Bobby Lashley eliminates Brock Lesnar. It's got to be. After what we see on SmackDown, it's got to make sense. Jaxie, what about you? I Literally, my first choice is Bobby eliminates Lesnar. <laughs> we got to stop doing that. <laughs> Gina, what about you? My first choice is Bobby eliminates Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us are so predictable. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> With what happened recently, like during the, the like, Bobby championship match, like, Lesnar needs like to get tumbed down. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that noticed it. I did. <laughs> um, so we got that second elimination. I've gone Cody eliminates Seth. Uh, Gina, what about you? Second one. For fuck's sake, I've got Cody eliminates Seth. <laughs> Jaxi, please tell me you haven't got that as well. No, but I do have Seth eliminates Austin Theory. Oh, all right, that makes sense. And uh, we've got third one. I had to put McIntyre for something, so I put he eliminates Gunther. Fuck it. Set up an Intercontinental title match later down the road. Um, Jaxie, what about you? Um, I went with Big E eliminates Santos Escobar. <laughs> I just thought I'd do a random one, yeah, no, so... Is, yeah, no, trust me, when I get to the women's one, it's so fucking random, it's unbelievable. Gina, um, <laughs> what about you? Um, I went with Edge eliminates Damien Priest. Oh, I didn't think of Edge and, like, oh. Balor would be an easy one as well, yeah. I think Balor is going to be in, in it, so that's why I didn't go with oh, Balor. Yeah, no. because... All right, all right. Use facts against me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know if I if if it was a risk choosing. No, so I thought I'll go. I with think Priest. I actually think that that's a really good choice though. Like having Edge return in the Royal Rumble, then have him eliminate Priest when mm. Priest was the one that choked slam him up in the first place when they turned on him. That's mm. really cool. Mm. We'll see if that happens. Right, surprises then. Uh, so we've got three surprises. Jaxie, who's your first surprise in the Rumble? Biggie. <laughs> it's quite obvious. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. But... <laughs> <laughs> Gina? I mean, I have Big E in my list as well. He wasn't my first one, but I'm just going to say I have Big E in my list, so I may as well say him first. Okay. I went for Edge as a surprise. Quite simple, but effective, I think. Um, Second, I went for Matt Riddle, bro to return and be a little bit surprised. Gina? Uh, I have Edge. Yeah. On it, Jaxie? I'm sorry, I do have Edge as well. <laughs> There's certain choices that you, you like all of us are going to have because, you know, we've all been waiting. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. It makes sense. And uh, finally, my third choice is Von Wagner. Just to piss Monty off. I want him in the Rumble because Monty's going to be watching it and the wrestler he hates the most will show up at the Rumble. <laughs> I just love that. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Uh, I, okay, so I, I don't know if this one's going to happen, but it might do. So I put Randy Orton. I went, I, I went Riddle, so we did get RK Bro in there. Uh, Gina, who's your third surprise for the men's? 
I don't have one. I don't know. I'll just say something. Any wrestler. Think of a wrestler. Like, if you want it, that, like, I don't remember who's what, out. What about Legends? Come back. What about Legends? The Rock. There you go. The okay, Rock. there you go. <laughs> if The Rock wins, you get a point because of that. I'm going to be so pissed off. Oh, but... What? <laughs> <laughs> to The Rock there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we've got that there. Uh, Monty's picks. For the men, number one, he's gone Finn Balor. Number 30, he's gone Braun Strowman. Rollins, Zayn, Solo and Cody. So all four of us have got three in the final four. Uh, Santino, quickest, he went for Dominic. Iron Man, Rollins, which was the same as uh, Gina's, I do believe. Who eliminates who? Edge eliminates Balor. <laughs> Lashley oh, okay, eliminates no. Lesnar. Fuck you, Monty. Get out. <laughs> oh, God. And, oh, shit. Seth eliminates Cody. So he went. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. So the other way around. Surprises. Yeah. Bad Bunny, Chumper, Biggie, and Carmelo Hayes. He went with an extra there. Didn't, didn't ask oh, him. But, fine. Like, those were good choices. Why did I not think about Chumper? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but what do you think of your picks anyway for the men? Um, I mean, I think we did well with what we got to work with because, again, we just really don't know what WWE are going to do. Mm. I swear to God, if one of the surprise entrants is Shane McMahon, I'm going to pull my hair out and switch out. <laughs> I will rage quit if he comes out at 27 again, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll move on to the women's match. Uh, And, of course, number one. So, Jaxie, why don't you start us off with the women's rumble? Who's going to be number one? Uh, I put Liv Morgan. Fuck's sake, I'll put Liv Morgan. What the fucking hell's going on? Are we the same person? Is it? Is <laughs> Somebody changed the pipe. <laughs> I don't know. Gina, who's number one? Liv. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I did go with her too. Oh, for fucking real, Liv. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, number 30. Well, you can't go the same as what I've gone. So, I mean, um, Gina, who are you gone for number 30? I've gone with Natty. 30, Natty. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, Jaxie? I went Tegan Knox. Good, good. Uh, I went Shania Baszler as number 30. I just thought someone that could potentially win the Rumble, but won't, you know? That's a good one. Final four. Uh, in this, I have gone Ripley, Baszler, Gonzalez, and Oscar as my final four. Um, Jaxie, who's your final four? I went Shayna, Rhea, Raquel, and Io. Shayna, Io, Raquel, and... Um, Rhea. Rhea, there you go. Cool. Um, Gina, what about you? 
I've got Rhea, Naomi, Ronda, and Asuka. Asuka. Uh... It was other Rhea, Naomi, Oscar, and Ronda. Rhea. Ronda. Oh, Ronda. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Right. I'm just trying to write it down. <laughs> at the moment, I'm trying to read it back and going. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably have to re-listen to this. It'll be fine. Um, Santino, <laughs> the quickest. Who's going to be the quickest? Uh, Gina, what about you? Who's going to be the quickest woman eliminated in a rumble? Emma. <laughs> Emma? <laughs> yeah. She's irrelevant. <laughs> I don't mind her. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Um, I put, I put Natty. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come out in my number 30 slot and then just like, <laughs> Imagine a cheer in the house, yeah. Number 30 <laughs> comes out eliminated after five seconds. Both. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will actually laugh my ass off if that actually happens, yeah. Well, no, it's going to be a surprise this year um, because I've already seen the Women's Rumble match. I'm not telling anybody. Uh, it was Bailey who was quickest eliminated. I know, a bit of a surprise, but she came out jaw-jacking. Uh, and did get eliminated quickly because of it. Uh, so it is Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of that as well. Bailey coming out and t- talking too much shit. That yeah. She just gets eliminated. Straight yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit, get banged. <laughs> right, Iron Man or woman, whatever you want to call it, uh, longest in the Rumble. Uh, well, I've gone live, Jaxie. Uh I went with Raquel Rodriguez on that one. So Raquel is longest. She probably actually is the longest as well. Uh, Gina, what about you? I've gone with Rhea. Rhea. Uh, yeah, like I said, I went live because she came out number one. She's going to last a little bit. Most eliminations. Uh, I've gone Gonzalez. I think she, I mean, Triple H loves her anyway. I think she'll build it up. Gina? Um, I've actually gone Ronda. I've gone Ronda. Uh, Jaxie? I went with Shayna for most eliminations. Well, she can't do it with me because she only came out at number 30. So she can't do it a lot. Hey, you never know. There might be still a shit ton of women. <laughs> 29. Still it's the first rumble. <laughs> 29 women still in there. Just a packed <laughs> ring. <laughs> all, all waiting just to get slayed by Shayna. And you know, all, just... you, all you can hear is bit claps. Yeah, and just yeah. literally just have Shayna dash them all out like she buck up everyone in the elimination chamber. Yeah. I'll speak to Brock and bowl a tractor and just dump them out. <laughs> that would be the easier way, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You really get that done. Uh, so who eliminates whom uh, when it comes to it? All right, Jaxie, start us off with the women. Um, I put that um, Liv Morgan will eliminate Raquel. Gets rid of Cal. Gina? I've actually got that Bailey is going to be petty and eliminate Dakota. Oh, I did think about that. I'm not going to lie. I did. I thought about it in a way. Uh, but I thought, no, because Bailey's going to be so cocky. Becky Lynch eliminates Bailey quickly from the Rumble. That's my first one. Uh, Jaxie, what about your second one? Um, I, I also put Shayna Baszler uh, eliminates Ronda. That's nice. I like that. Uh, Gina? Um, I actually have got uh, Rhea eliminating Asuka. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Oscar eliminating Eo uh, in oh, there as well. Nice. I got the same. <laughs> I I got Oscar versus Eo as well. Jaxie, I mean, that was my next choice. <laughs> Jackson, Gina, what about you? I don't have a third one, so I'm trying to think now. I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I might go with um, Naomi eliminating Natty. Right, okay. Hey, like Natty being like, hey, Naomi, you're back. Naomi being, hey, bitch, get out. <laughs> Get your ass back into catering. <laughs> so, three surprises. Um, obviously, I've got Oscar as a surprise. Makes the most sense for her to be in the Rumble. Yeah, uh, um, I mean, I did as well. Jaxie uh, said Oscar as well. Yeah, so you've gone Oscar for surprises. Uh, Gina, what about you? Uh, I have like Naomi for a surprise for my first one. Oscar, but Naomi, I went Oscar as well, as I just said. My second one, Gigi Dolan. I was going to put Toxic Attraction. I thought, no, let me just put one of them. So Gigi's my pick. Uh, Gina, what about you? Uh, Mickey James. Oh, I like that. Oh, interesting. I like that. Uh, Jaxie? Uh, I, I, too, put Naomi as my second one. Oh, that's cool. Naomi there. And my last pick... Molly Holly. There's always got to be a legend. I thought Leeton. I thought, no. I'm going Molly Holly. Like Anybody nice. like that to see would be nice. And Molly's uh, good. Jaxie, what about you? Who's your final surprise? So this one's go. Uh, this one I'm going out on a limb with, you know. So I'm actually going with Nia Jax. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. I'm going, I'm, That's a good choice. I'm risking it there, but I feel like, I feel like she could come back. Yeah, just for this rumble. Yeah. And Gina, final pick, please. Um, I, I've gone with this one. I don't know if people will care whether it's a, she's a surprise or not, but I feel like she is justified and needs some more time because I feel like when she did come back for her Royal Rumble time, it was abruptly just ended like that, and she didn't even get any momentum. And I also absolutely loved her. So I've gone with Melina. Nice. Uh, yeah, like I said... Last year was a little bit awkward for her, wasn't it? But um, she looked really choked up and emotional about being back, and then she just got dashed out of the ring right away. Yeah. And it was like, really? Yeah. You like, couldn't was... even give her like I know it was Sasha as well, but like I was like, you couldn't even give her like one minute yeah, in the ring like, at that least. Was, like that was a shit. bit frustrating. So yeah, I would love to see her come back and just get like her time in the ring. Yeah, I think that'd be really, really nice. And I think really good picks. So I'll ask you what you think about. It. Let me just give Monty's picks quickly. Uh, number one, live for Monty. Monty, like seriously. <laughs> yep. <laughs> number thirty, Ronda Rousey. Uh, final four, Raya, Becky, Bailey, and Oscar. Uh, a liar or numph to be the quickest. <laughs> He's quite funny. He's gone Bailey for the longest, so the opposite <laughs> of me. Ray Ripley for most eliminations. Who eliminates who? Ripley eliminates Beth. Uh, Becky eliminates Bailey and Ray. Becky, I assume, to win the Royal Rumble. And he's put Naomi as a surprise. Beth Phoenix, Miko Satmora, and Blair Davenport, which again is really, really good. So 
Gina, what do you think? Choose four. I, because he's a prick. Don't tell him. You'll yeah. never listen. To <laughs> yeah, one up us. I'm like, you know, one upping us by actually being there live in person today, not like we're jealous or anything, Monty. I'm over it. Can't wait to watch on TV. Uh, <laughs> didn't enjoy the clash anyway last year when we were there. We'll just <laughs> one a.m. start time yeah. here because we prefer that. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but are we happy with our Rumble picks? I mean, Jax, we talked about the men's. Are you happy with the women's Rumble? But the thing is, with only 12 announced, anything could happen in this matchup. Yeah. See, you, you just said, you know, do, do you feel happy with uh, your picks for the Rumble? If if I had to answer that, honestly, I kind of don't feel good about my picks for the female Rumble. And that is because so little women have been announced, even though there's so many women on the roster. So it's the part of me that that is worried for the women's Royal Rumble tonight is that we're going to get more legends in there mm. rather than the actual young talent that we we have maybe sitting in catering tonight instead of being uh, out there and getting a chance to just show everyone who they are. So I, I hope it I would I'm, be I'm, nice to see more NXT people involved yeah, rather yeah. than like kind of a standard one or two. Again, I was really excited in the very first female Royal Rumble because I didn't know much about you NXT. Had, you had like Ember Moon, you yeah. had uh, Kyrie Sane, you had Oscar, you yeah. had uh, who else did you have? Um, you have Sasha, yeah, Bailey. No, like, like it there were so many NXT exciting. women that actually, like, that was the first ever female Royal Rumble. Actually, made me get fully back into wrestling because I was like, who are all these women? Yeah. So I, it I'll will be, really... be nice to have like one or two like legend, like a couple of legends come back, but don't fill it up with yeah. legends because at the end of the day, I'm more excited to see what other people can bring mm. and bring to their 30, 30 seconds of fame in show, showcasing in yeah. the Royal Rumble. I just don't That's want, what the Royal Rumble's for I as don't well. want the ratio to be more legends than, than new talent that we actually do have, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, shame my man. <coughs> <laughs> no, but like I said, the, the picks, they seem fine until we actually watch the event and then think why the fuck it's like when bailey goes 40 minutes i'm gonna go why the fuck did i pick her as quickest elimination but bonus <laughs> points there will be a point for every one of them so i mean technically i don't know how many we did if santino comes out taking a female spot <laughs> yeah just put that in there let's not do that again okay let's actually give that spot to a woman yeah, yeah so no, okay. well no we'll do it quickly all right so quickly best and worst case scenario for tonight so, for me, my worst-case scenario will be either Brock or Ronda winning the Rumble again. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that's the worst case. Best case, I mean, don't get me wrong. If Sammy wins the Rumble, it will be one of the greatest fucking moments in WWE history. And I, and, mm. and I will be just as happy, even though I've not picked him, because it will be, you know, if Sammy does get it. So, I think that's best-case scenario. Jaxie, what's your worst-case and best-case? Um... I, I I mean to be honest, like it's very similar to to what you've just said. Like I mean, I feel like the worst case scenario really is just giving the top spots again, the winning spots to Ronda and Brock Lesnar. Uh, that that to me is a very safe move to do. Um, so I really kind of don't want to see that happen at all. I'm gonna say best case scenario is actually seeing The Rock win the Royal Rumble, having The Rock actually come out as a surprise entrance and just w- winning it. Um, so I'll put that as my uh, best case scenario. 
Uh, and Gina, what about you? Best case, worst case scenario tonight? I mean, like, if Oscar wins the Rumble, that would be fantastic as well. Because we not really mentioned that. You know, her coming back was more serious. But, I mean, Gina, what about you personally? I mean, we would love for Oscar to win the Royal Rumble, but because she won sort of the belt through Money in the Bank, she's won the Rumble once as well. I don't sadly see it happening, but if they do surprise me, that would be an awesome like yeah. statement. Yeah, um, like actually have the have this like you know if she, if they did do that with Oscar, I would be over the moon because I'd be shouting and tweeting Triple H every fucking week saying you better have Oscar challenge. That bitch Charlotte for the mm-hmm. belt. Revenge. I'll have her win this time. <laughs> yeah. Revenge is a diff. One scenario I would be happy and content in seeing is something like cocky, like Charlotte coming out, entering herself into the Royal Rumble so she can choose her own opponent instead and having someone like Rhea Ripley eliminate her and then win. Because mm, um, she also took the belt off Rhea. So yeah. that also is good storytelling. Yeah, that would be something that would be really nice to happen. Um, in terms of like worst case scenarios, I, my choices are a bit like yours as well, James. So like it's going to be like similar situations. But I would say like wait, worst case scenarios is just wasted picks and choices for Royal Rumble slots. You know, Santino Morales or some guy coming out to take up a female spot or you know, just maybe like another fumble, like a Titus O'Neil. Mm. Hopefully something like that doesn't happen. Or Hopefully, like a Kofi. Like or a Kofi, yeah. yeah. Let's get no, Kofi no, does well gonna, tonight. Like, yeah. Yeah, He's going to yeah. try and do his, his uh, you know, Kofi keeping his feet off of the ground as long as he can sort of stint. So let's hope it actually works out for him this year because, you know, there's been a few years where it's fumbled or not worked. Yeah, well, I think that's excellent. I think we've covered everything need to be covered and like I said, we're about an hour and 15 away from kickoff on the network. If you're going to watch it tonight in England, as it was, uh, start at one o'clock in the morning or in Britain or in Europe, whatever you want to say. Uh, and of course, like unlike Monty, will be watching it live as well. Uh, and he will be back with us when we do the review. So we're going to find out what it's actually like watching the Rumble live. But that is it for now. Don't forget, across all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNR JR. You find the entire WNR team on the Twitter banner. Uh, Jackson, where can people find you? Not Jimmy. I'm across both uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Scarlet. And Gina? You can find me on the same at Purple Pain. Perfect. The WNR also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email at WNR Podcast com youtube done podcast where all latest clips on podcast got the same time on youtube as do soundcloud on your phone i've only done that outro for fucking nearly eight years now also spotify and itunes we can download subscribe rate and review there so that is it our next episode is the rumble review until then i was joined by the fantastic jaxie scarlett jaxie thank you for joining me and like i said i hope you enjoy the rumble tonight it's been fun. I'm, yeah, very excited for the Rumble. I hope everyone listening enjoys the Rumble too. Happy Rumble night, everyone. And of course, the genius of Gina, and she's already took a shot by predicting LA Knight beats Bray Wyatt. She's already looked into the future. But Gina, I guess you're quietly confident. Yeah, I'm feeling dangerous tonight. So I'm just, I'm going to be doing my best to you know, encourage my wins, my picks to win, but also try and keep my sister from shouting my neighbours down. <laughs> yeah. well, good luck with that and thank you for joining me, all right? 
No problem. <laughs> well, until then, like I said, I was James Rowlands. Thanks for listening, everybody. And 